Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. But it's got going again now. And actually I have that down as an SP10 car. It is a BMW M4. So that car now running again. I was bothered for a moment that maybe one of the steering arms had been bent on that car, but I think actually some steering input to get it pointing in the right direction. And now it is uh, going once more. On board with the Rover Racing BMW, the number 98 car, which is the Nick Katzberg, Richard Westbrook and John Edwards Rover Racing BMW. Hunting down then, the Leeds Tandy Pile Porsche Heading into the foxhole now after that right-hander at Arenberg underneath the bridge. And down towards Adenauer Forest proper. Porsche Caymans at the head of Group 2 heading through Tiergarten and back onto the sprint strecker. And this is the lead then for Group 2. The Caymans having a very tasty dice indeed. Just waiting for the other... SP9 cars to work their way across the line but this will be the battle then in SP7 I think and those cars then heading on to the Mercedes arena now it's a gangle of Caymans isn't it so just looking for those uh, cars 944 is one of those yeah, still waiting for them to come back across the line to be confirmed by timing and scoring but the 944 car is the one with that advantage so far. Back on board the Rover Racing car, and uh, it looks like already there is traffic to be dealt with. Now, that will be the SP9s catching up with cars that were released, delayed from the pit lane. Still searching for the 944 car on the entry list. There it is. The Cup 3 Porsche came and then that leads its division and leads group two effectively that's the Armin Baumann and Ulf Erneitninger uh, 944 car yes already and this will be a little bit of a surprise probably for some of the SP9 drivers that they're already having to deal with traffic early on in lap two as the 12 car is almost forced off the road there this is all unfolding in front of BMW 99 so the 12 car which, now where did that come across the line? In sixth position at the start of this lap. That means the 99 has actually fallen behind the 12 since the start line. So I reckon 12 is now up to fifth place. The Sims, Jesse Crone and Conor Filippi BMW slipping to sixth. And it's battling with, the 12 car's battling with the dark blue BMW, number 35, which is the Falkenhorst Motorsport entry. So the scrap for fourth, fifth and sixth place is um, very uh, dramatic indeed through some of the full throttle stuff well in the country on the Nordschleifer and the 12 car almost off onto the grass at one point there through that uh, very fast left-hand kink. The BMW class, Johnny, Michael Schrey uh, leading the way there in the number one BMW, uh, I say the BMW class, that's the uh, class just coming across the line now, completing its first lap, uh, the Cup 
five class leader then um, leading by um, not very much from number 666 which is second up in the cup five class um, the car that is being driven by 666 uh, Tobias Muller, Nico Otto and Lars Poikla there's uh, Shry on the screen in the all white BMW uh, 41st in the overall positions but uh, importantly car number one leading the cup, cl- cup five class and yeah, but getting uh, further and further ahead is that BMW and uh, Shry will be uh, no doubt just uh, trying to establish an early lead Yes, displayed as 41st on the graphic. I would suggest it's quite a bit further down than that. But, of course, bear in mind the Cup 1s will have been given an extra lap, effectively, because they started behind the overall leaders. So now, presumably, the the timekeepers will have to go in to the system manually and remove a lap for the cars that started in Group 3. Yes, the other thing that uh, always confuses everybody um, (laughs) is the fact that uh, the time of the start is given as the um, uh, the time that they cross the line so um, it's entirely possible even though Michael Shry is a long way behind the people who started in the second start group but he's actually ahead of uh, that group in the pits is the 818 TCR class car uh, which is uh, seemingly having some problems. And that we also saw on the screen there some cars off at the entrance into the Hatzenbach on the entrance to the Nordschleife. Uh, two cars uh, were off there, one already being recovered on the back of a uh, flatbed trailer. And as you say, the leader's coming down the Dottingahoa for the second racing lap now, and uh, in amongst the traffic, and also their nose to tail, Johnny. I mean, this is close racing stuff. Four cars there, separated by three lengths as they come into the Tiergarten at the completion of the second lap. That Falkenhorst BMW still holding sway at the front of that little group, car number 35. Jonathan Hershey, Hunter Abbott, Christian Krong is the drivers. Cross the line they go, uh, leading uh, another BMW, then the Manti Porsche and the uh, Rover BMW all very close together. But of course, whilst they're battling, they're letting the leaders get ahead. Three abreast as they go into turn one there, Johnny. Yeah, I didn't think that was going to work somehow with the Ferrari charging down the inside of the first corner. And I was bracing myself for the 22 Ferrari to clean out a couple of cars as it wasn't going to make the corner but in fairness it absolutely did it's now on the outside of the Mercedes arena and in danger of being overtaken by the number four Porsche of uh, is that the Nico Muller car it's Klaus Backless certainly and Klaus is sharing with Sven Muller I should say so that is the number four Porsche Nico Muller is indeed in this race and sharing with Marcus Winkelhock. So the car's back on the sprint tracker. And this is the start of lap three. And the 911 leads by point, uh, sorry, leads by 2.7 seconds rather. Then there's a gap of more like five seconds back to the 47 Mercedes, the HTP Motorsport Mercedes. So the suggestion is that the Don Bauman, Renga van der Zander, Eduardo Mortara uh, Mercedes cannot quite live with the pace of the two cars up ahead. Now, Paul was dead right in the sense that there'd been an incident on the link road between Hatzenbach 
and the Sprint Strecker as we do see the Conrod Motorsport Lamborghini in the race briefly but it's already got a rear right puncture on that car so the Lambo Lamborghini Huracan back into the pits also the rear right light cluster is not working and the Opel Manta's still got drama as well because despite that joining the uh, race briefly I think it's done one lap of the Sprint Strecker and then gone back into the pits via the back door. Bear in mind, of course, you don't have to. Once you've done the sprint strecker, there is a choice to be made as to whether you are brave and go out onto the Nordschleife properly, or do you turn right and go into the pit lane if there is a bit of a niggle. You hear some banging or a little rattle from the rear. It's far better to go into the pit lane, get that sorted out before you head onto the lengthy Nordschleife and may need to be recovered on with a tow rope. But we've got at least two incidents on the circuit at the moment. There's one at Hatson Back, where there are yellow flags being, dealt with, uh, being uh, uh, waved in the direction of the drivers, and I think a Renault Megane being lifted onto a flatbed. But also, was that a Code 60 flag being displayed there? Certainly That's, a purple flag yeah. that I'm more used to seeing in the 24H series. Uh, yes, exactly. The, uh, the Nürburgring VLN does use the Code 60 uh, as a kind of extreme slow, but they only use it as a slow zone. They don't use it as uh, a whole circuit. The Lamborghini Huracan, as you say, uh, having got going, now having uh, work done to the right rear of that car following the puncture, the uh, Conrad Motorsport uh, Lambo, um, but, uh, yeah, so what they get is they get a yellow flag followed by a double yellow flag. A double yellow flag limits your speed to 120 kilometers per hour. And then, if necessary, after the double yellow flag, you will get uh, a code 60 if it's a particularly serious incident and they want them to slow to 60 kilometers an hour. So the double yellow will restrict it to 60 to 120 kilometers an hour. The uh, code 60 flag obviously restricts it to 60 kilometers an hour and in both cases of course uh, no overtaking um, and in all cases the uh, signal to go is given by a green flag directly so after the code 60 it goes directly green again you don't have to go kind of back up through the stages but going into the code 60 zone you will get first of all a yellow then a double yellow and then you'll get shown the code 60 so you know what's coming up ahead of you and you can progressively slow down which is one of the things that is uh, complained about with uh, Code 60 is that sometimes you get people slamming on the brakes uh, and causing further incidents but uh, the early laps of these VLN races always pretty thrilling to watch Johnny but uh, doubly so because this battle that's going on there's what six seven cars involved in places fourth down to tenth um, that uh, are absolutely together and whilst this is happening uh, so the Manti Porsche 911 and the Monschau uh, the Bockenspiegel Ferrari number 22 in second place moving away at the head of the field. Cars on the move to look out for I would suggest the other uh, Ferrari the number 11 uh, Bockenspiegel car uh, that made up two places on the previous lap uh, and the other car on the move was the team uh, Phoenix, Audi, Frank Stippler, Christopher Haase and Fred Verwiesch uh, sharing car number five, the Audi R8. That also made up two places on the previous lap. Bear in mind, uh, you absolutely can get involved with the broadcast via Twitter at RSL underscore studio to do that. And Mason Henry has already got involved um, making the point that we've probably chatted about this before. I'm not sure we have today, but certainly in previous broadcasts. Is it true if you want to run the Nürburgring 24, you need to run a VLN race first? 
if you're a complete novice to this place, I think that is stipulated in the yes. rules that you have to. Yes, in order, to run in, in, in order to run in the Nürburgring 24, you need to have this Nordschleife permit. And in order to get the Nordschleife permit, you have to have driven in, I think it's three uh, races on the Nordschleife. It's not strictly speaking a BLN race, but you have to have driven in at least three races on the Nordschleife in a car of up to two litres before you then get your uh, Nordschleife permit. But uh, there is a very strict uh, set of regulations regarding getting the, uh, the Nordschleife permit. And uh, Stiffy Van Dor on Twitter um, saying exactly that. Even if you're an F1 world champion, you still need to earn the permit. So this place unique in every, <laughs> every conceivable way, really. Uh, and uh, experience is the big key point. Of course, you could do two VLNs and the, the qualifying race, I suppose. That would count. Is the qualifying race okay to yeah. do that? Is yeah. It? yeah, okay. Uh, and th there's also a simulator um, which they use, and I'm not quite sure what the rules are for using, but if you've missed out on your race uh, experience, you can use the simulator for certain things. BMW Cup 5 leaders, I will say apprehensively. I'm just wondering where Michael tries. Yeah, I think Shrey's ahead of those. Ah, okay. he's, uh, he's three or four, um, no, three or four seconds up ahead of that group. Okay, well that makes sense. So that's the, in fact the battle then for second position in Cup One. We are partway around the third lap of the first VLN race of 2018, and it's the 911 Porsche then that leads the way, putting in some good sector times, pulling out probably about a three further seconds on the Ferrari the first of two Wockenspiegel team Monschau Ferrari 488s and we'll try and find out whether it's Guy, Georg Weiss or Oliver Kainz or Jochen Krumbach doing the driving in that Ferrari it hasn't fallen away from its starting position though so far although Eduardo Mortara's uh, Mercedes that he shares with Renger van der Zander and Dominic Bauman doing its level best to creep up towards the Ferrari again not doing it so far in the early part of this third lap on the timing and scoring. We haven't got a split time at sector three. This track, again, uh, rather unusual in that it normally has five sector points. But actually, uh, the long sector four displayed even longer this time because of no uh, split at three. So those times being added together to total 13 minutes near enough. That's not right, is it? So there's clearly a glitch there <laughs> because uh, we're doing lap times of eight minutes. Anyway, <laughs> I can at least trust the order, I think, for sector four, and it remains the same. The car's now back along the Dottinger Hur and into Tiergarten. And if this battle for third position was not frantic enough, they're now encountering traffic from group three. Yeah, wasn't that uh, thrilling? It was uh, Valkenhorst ahead of Rover. Uh, and then behind Rover was the number 12 Manti Porsche, and behind that one was the 912 Manti Porsche as they came through the... And now the uh, 12 Manti Porsche trying to drive around the outside as they went into turn one there, trying to get around the outside of the 99 BMW uh, as they went into turn one. That's put him on the inside uh, for the Mercedes Arena, uh, which is where he wants to be, but the BMW just has a little bit more grip and can accelerate away. So uh, it was uh, a close-run thing for the Manti Porsche, uh, the number 12 car, also close last Kerr and Dennis Olsen. 
take a bet on Dennis Olsen being at the wheel of that car. Mm. Um, as he uh, tried to make up his, a position there. Uh, and the battle continues uh, uh, between the uh, other Wockenspiegel Ferrari um, and the other uh, Manti Porsche. So 11 and 912 having a great battle as well there uh, with the 11 car ahead of the 912, uh, which is where it was on the previous lap, in eighth place overall. So 911 from 22, now nearly nine seconds. A couple of seconds then back to the third-placed uh, BMW. But this long line of SP9 cars actually away from the race lead from about fourth position all the way back to tenth, if not more, is fascinating. And, yeah, making a little bit of a break then in third position is that Mercedes. There's a gap of... Five seconds between the HTP Mercedes and then the BMW, the first M6, which is the Jonathan Hershey, Hunter Abbott and the Kronjes car, number 35, the Volkenhorst motorsport entered car. But then right on the bootlid of that 35 BMW is the 99 Beamer from Rover Racing, the Sims Crone Di Filippi BMW M6, the close Kern Olsen, Number 12, Porsche. Back into a slow zone, though, here. And this is not for the recovery of a Renault Megane any longer, because I'm sure that car has now been stretched away from the entrance to the hats and back. But everyone's being signalled, well, I was about to say to the right-hand side of the, the track, but actually it should be to the left in a moment or two, because the drop then downhill out of hats and back and towards Hoch Eichen and... Kittelbacher Hoer is restricted once more by a recovery vehicle on the right-hand side of the track. I'm just trying to work out which car is off there, or indeed of what sort of class. Can't tell from that distance, but it's useful to have the camera nevertheless staring down from Flugplatz towards Hocheichen. And Schwedenkreutz, of course, to the left of this camera, out of its viewpoint. Nearly had half an hour of the race, strangely enough, even though we're only on to lap four of, uh, we hope, 28, and or there or thereabouts. A problem on that uh, last lap, Johnny, for the 98 Rover BMW, the Nicky Katzberg car that uh, he shares with Richard Westbrook and John Edwards. That car uh, losing places. He was in the top 10. He's now slipped down to 14th place. So uh, 98 uh, having slipped back and the 11 Ferrari, the Wolkenspiegel car, uh, moves up another place at the end of that lap to uh, seventh place. So uh, he was down in tenth at the end of the first lap, then moved up to eighth. Now he's in seventh. So whilst the 22, uh, the other Wolkenspiegel Ferrari, is pretty consistent in second place, the other Ferrari is making up good ground. But uh, as you say, half an hour into the race, the fuel load will be uh, lightening. The cars will be feeling a bit more quicker. The uh, car will be uh, the tyres will be warming up they'll be getting more grip um, but of course unfortunately it does mean that eventually the cars are going to have to come into the pits but uh, we'll expect that I would suggest first of the schedule stops around uh, lap 7 um, bearing in mind that there was one lap behind the pace car at the beginning of the race uh, we've seen the 
Kisling Motorsport Manta out on the circuit. We also see the Conrad Lamborghini going out for another lap. Uh, you mentioned earlier on, didn't you, Johnny, that the right rear tail light on that car wasn't working. Uh, it was a right rear puncture, and uh, so the Lamborghini back out again for uh, another go. But I don't think he's actually completed a full racing lap yet because uh, that puncture happened. Uh, on his outlap and he came in back to the pits straight away uh, through the back entrance to the pits still trying to establish the incident being dealt with um, on the early part of the lap between Hats and Back and Flugplatz but tracking back through various tweaks and my thanks to at time certain clock for this um, we did have two code 60s early on and there is now According to time certain clock, a code 120. Which is a double yellow, in effect. Which is double yellow. And uh, that uh, that was for Hatton back a little earlier on. I think that was that began that uh, you saw going off, and therefore cars were, were slow over the bridge between the sprint strecker and Hatton back itself. But there's now another incident a little further on from Hatton back, down the hill towards Hoke Eichen, as I say, close to that locked off camera. If you're tuned to the live stream, you will know the one I mean. Conrad Motorsport going to go for a lap on the Nordschleife? No, it's back in again, I'm afraid. So this really is a test session. Thankfully, all four tyres are still inflated this time. I don't think the lack of lighting on the rear is the concern. More so, that car just not on song. As we said, it qualified this morning, but about a minute off the pace and put it way down into the mid-50s terms of the overall entry but well off the pace of a conventional sp9 lap time here come the porsche caymans back over the line to complete their third lap and it was porsche cayman 944 doing rather well a short time ago let's have a look who is leading the way this time 470 i think that was turning right at the first corner and that will be the Cayman 981 of Kohai Fukada, uh, Georg Griezmann and Atsushi Ishizaki. So two Japanese and a German driver in that uh, Porsche. There it is, the 470 car with a couple more Caymans for company. And they are duking it out for V5 honours. Ten entries in V5 this weekend. That, I believe, is where we find a certain Andre Lotra in car 462. Yes, it is. So is Andre one of these three cars, I wonder? Focusing on the 470 at the moment. But look out, keep your eyes peeled for 462, the car that Andre drives with Mike David Ortman. But uh, last time we checked, failing any major dramas on that lap, it was the 944 that led the way in... Uh, in the Cup 3 division, which is also um, blessed with an awful lot of Caymans. The Esper Racing 944 car of Armin Baumann and Ulf Erninger. There's 448 as well, heading on to Hatson Back. That's a, another Black Falcon entry. So mentioned about the, the two GT4 Mercedes um, AMGs. I assume Black Falcon are here with just one of those uh, cars. Two GT4s. Oh, right. Okay. I 
I'm used to there being uh, an HTP one, a Black Falcon one, and uh, another team as well. But how many Black Falcon entries have we got? Five in total, I make it. And one of them is the SP757 car, which is a Porsche. The Mercedes 162. Uh, we've got 163 as well, which is an SP10 GT4 car. There is uh, a V6 entry from Black Falcon, a Porsche 991 Carrera. And another Cayman in class V5 as, again, the start line is flooded with SP9 cars. Finally, they're away from all that wretched traffic. But they're just as close as they were a lap ago. And there's the number 12 Manti racing car, surely with Dennis Olsen at the wheel. As, meanwhile, the Mercedes-AMG sponsored by Manfilter comes down pit road. I'm used to that being car 75, but I don't think it is anymore. Let's just check. No, I think it's 40-something, okay. the Manfilter's car. Um, I'll concentrate on this SB9 battle because it's thoroughly 48. entertaining. 70, 48. 48. 48. And we'll get that confirmed now. Yes, yes indeed. So the car, which runs on Michelin tyres, having all four tyres changed, it would appear. And this is early. But yeah, so only four laps in the uh, in the race then. Um, I mean, there are reasons for coming in after six. I wouldn't expect you to be out there any more than seven. Um, and there are reasons coming in after six. The other advantage of doing this early stop is it's a shorter pit stop because remember the time you spend in the pits <coughs> is constrained by minimum pit stop time, and that's less if you've done a shorter stint. So. If you, do a sh if you do an early stop, what you generally find is the car turns out in the lead of the race when everybody else has done their stops because they've had a, a shorter stop. Still run by the HTP crew, the uh, 48 car, um, but uh, in the colours of Manfilter and entered by uh, Manfilter. And the other advantage of pitting now is that nobody else is doing the same. So it's <laughs> yes, a completely clear pit lane as there's a drama for the 1-3-3 Lamborghini Huracan. 1-3-3 is oh, and carrying damage on the rear left corner as well. Left, so that left suggests, rear puncture, I think. Yeah, but it'll be damage on the wheel arch as well. So whether that puncture was caused by earlier contact, it's the door motorsport Lamborghini Huracan. So this is a Super Trofeo spec car. And it's happened at the hairpin, I think. Uh, and this is the one on, on the Geety tyres. Um, you ah, never yes. heard of Geety tyres? Well, no, neither did we until we went to the Nürburgring 24 last year. Um, but uh, whether it's actually on Geety tyres, I'm not sure. Whether it's, uh, I think that was the idea, was that they were going to run this competition version of the uh, Geety tyre. But when we were there last year, it was a, a, a Geety tyres... Uh, sponsored car, as I remember, um, or I might be getting myself confused. But uh, anyway, that car right. then is on the uh, the uh, rather unusual. Um, but perhaps in the future, we'll all be saying, "Do you remember that when we first saw the Geety car?" And there yeah. would be a household name. Yeah, Geety G I T I. And although it carries the branding on the car, I think you're right in that uh, actually we look, took a closer look, and it wasn't Geety tyres on the machine itself, but one of those tyres has gone pop now whether that is through wear and tear or whether it's more to do with some contact towards the end of the sprint strecker because that dual motorsport uh, Lamborghini has made its way back to the pit lane very swiftly indeed car driven by Mark Basseng, Manuel Lauch and Nico Verdonk so some very impressive names down to drive the dual motorsport uh, GT tyre sponsored Lamborghini up on its internal jacks in what is still a relatively quiet pit lane one of the 
older Volkswagen Golfs being pushed back into the garage. And these pit garages are the home to, well, as many as six cars in cases. And of course, this pit lane is really designed for races that uh, have, well, I don't know, 25 to 30 cars in them. But uh, VLN races have been run here, as we've said, for decades. So there is the scope for squeezing six cars into, or sometimes seven cars, into each of the garages. But you really do need to work around one another as far as fellow teams are concerned. And compromise is the key, knowing uh, roughly when your near neighbours are going to be pitting so that you don't interrupt them, but also don't go off your own strategy. It's uh, an art in itself, really, and you need to make friends in that pit lane very swiftly indeed. Uh, absolutely right, Johnny. And uh, I remember one of the stories that came out of last year is that uh, when you arrive at the Nürburgring to do a VLN race, uh, you have to go and get a scrutineering sticker, obviously, to make sure that your car is, uh, um, is eligible. But they won't give you a scrutineering sticker. In fact, they won't even take you into the scrutineering bay to look at the car until you have um, a, a pit garage assignment uh, and it's a bit like when you go and order a, a meal in a pub you have to tell them which table you're sitting at um, in order for them to then bring the food to you um, and so if you arrive at the Nürburgring and just go straight to the scrutineering bay no good you've got to find yourself a gap in the pit garage and not all of the pit garages are assigned to everybody because with 170 entries you can't do it so they leave it up to the teams they say just go and sort yourself out find yourself a pit and then come back when you've got a table uh, I mean a pit um, and uh, so, so you, you have to kind of go through this and absolutely it's all about finding somebody friendly uh, and but please believe me Germans are friendly um, they they will kind of help you out and they'll say well this is what you have to do go and find your uh, pit garage find somebody who'll help you through it and then you can go and do your scrutineering um, but uh, yeah so uh, that, that's all part of the process of learning that is the uh, the VLN the foxtail though is uh, flying strongly at the moment Kissling Motorsport with the 617 numbered Opel Manta um, headlights brightly shining on the car and it seems quite uh, quite happy at the moment is the Manta foxtail Twitter feed still going it came out uh, several years ago now but I don't know if it's still uh, still going it's a great uh, question it will be going flap 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 no doubt if the Twitter feed is there um, although I suspect Manta foxtail may have uh, decided that there was too much of a following and uh, <laughs> he wanted to be a little bit more um, um, circumspect more so circumspect about it yes so uh, anyway, the uh, good news is that that Manta going strong at the moment. So who is the Aston Martin coming down to Dottinger at the moment? Lead, is he leading the way in the GT4 class, I wonder? Uh, SP10 is currently being led by kind of a 191, which is a BMW. The Aston Martin is second in that class, uh, number 188. So it's BMW from Aston Martin. Uh, and then the next SP10 car is quite a little bit further down. That's the uh, Milan Doncha car, number 177, the Audi R8. So it's uh, uh, in SP10, uh, BMW from Aston Martin from uh, Audi are the top three. Um, question 
was asked a little while ago about whether the Pioneer Corrado, VW Corrado, was part of that queue of cars set to join at the back of Group 3, slightly delayed. I can't find the Corrado in the entry. Now, I know that was badly damaged towards the back end of last year, and there was some talk. Um, I had a chat with Johannes Gauglicha uh, midweek uh, prior to a bit of a preview that I did as part of the midweek motorsport show here on um, on RS1 on Wednesday night. So thanks to Johannes for all your help this week, uh, not not only before Wednesday but also subsequently. And and, and before Wednesday as well, because Johannes is always helpful. Indeed, yes. Uh, the Corrado was expected with a brand new body shell, but um, as I say, can't see that in the entry. The Calibra's there, I think. Another rather historic car, and the Calibra has had some work done on it over the winter period. Uh, yes, so 621 is the Opel Calibra TJR from MSC Adenau. But uh, I'm drawing a blank on the Corrado, so that obviously wasn't in the queue. There were six cars there. The Manta was one of them. And fingers crossed they're all now in the race, apart from, well, what is a troubled run for the number seven Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini. And here's the third place Mercedes. So Porsche 911 stays out. But HTP Mercedes number 47 is in for its first stop. Interesting that we've now seen two Mercedes making early stops then. And these cars are potentially therefore going to run. as a bright yellow helmet for... Not sure. Trying to identify driver at the wheel of said 49 Mercedes. Don Bauman, I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, looking as if the driver was going to stay at the wheel, certainly. Um, So a longer stint for Don Bauman, um, who just... uh, No, it's uh, Van der Zander, uh, Renger Van der Zander, who's uh, got the yellow helmet. Uh, So Van der Zander then stays behind the wheel. Uh, The car will be doing this, as I say, shorter pit stop uh, because it's coming after five laps. And this um, and trying to uh, try to do too much at once um, <laughs> so um, that car will be doing a shorter pit stop uh, the leaders uh, the 12 seconds was already the gap that uh, the Manti Porsche had on the Wockenspiegel Ferrari in second place the Mercedes was a further 12 seconds behind it although of course it was coming into the pit so um, will uh, that gap will be artificially larger everybody else though has actually stayed out for uh, another lap I say everybody else all the leading uh, runners have stayed out so uh, the number 12 Manti Porsche continuing in fourth place and in fifth place is the number four Falcon Motorsports uh, Porsche I already mentioned the Falcon Motorsports Porsche but uh, it's another car that's very distinctive in mm. those uh, two-tone blue colors uh, and running in sixth up to fifth place now following the pit stop Klaus Bechler and Sven Müller, the drivers of that. So should be rel- well more simple for us to uh, establish who's at the wheel. But that's definitely Renger's helmet, as Paul says. The bright yellow has 47 then back in the race. So does do we assume, therefore, that cars 47 and 48, both effectively HTP, run AMGs? 
are going to be doing this short stint at the start and then running every other stint as long as they can, so therefore eight laps. Possibly nine laps if you can make the fuel last and you know you will have to be feathering the throttle around a lap in that case. Or yes, do you I think, think nine laps is going to be too uh, much for an SP9 class car. Um, certainly the organisers have tried to arrange the refuelling so that um, part of the BOP, a bit like in preventing races, is how much fuel you can put in at a time. Yes. Um, and uh, I think nine laps is beyond what... Uh, would normally be able to be possible for an SP9 car unless there's a significant amount of uh, incident on the circuit and they can fuel save on code 60 areas or, of course, weather intervenes and uh, yes. goes more slowly as a result of that. Yes, I, I seem to remember it's SP8 cars that we've seen do nine lap stints and therefore seen them actually out front. Um, well, they can comfortably do eight laps anyway if uh, SP9 teams are splitting it into even seven lap chunks we'll wait and see but the Mercedes are already off kilter as I like to say and therefore they will be stopping in between the more regular stops of the other SP9 runners car 140 back onto the main straight it's a BMW with quite a lot of uh, extra aerodynamic bits on the side and have I got a 140 in my entry? Just peering down now to see if I can find... Ah, there it was. Car 140. Uh, it's the Manhella Racing M3 GTR with the flared wheel arches and the giant rear wing, but I'm afraid I may have put the commentator's curse on car 140 because it's going slowly through the Mercedes arena now and quickly being overtaken by other cars in its class or cars of a similar pace this is an SP8 car actually Bernd Schulter and Florian Quanta of the drivers and 140 now rather slow on the run down towards the right hand hairpin round the sprint strecker may have fired back into life now headlights still on no still not happy unfortunately and running pretty slowly into that left-hand swoop as well. So driver either Burnt or Florian having to do a couple of things at once there, maybe recycling the car electrically. Yeah, lights going off and he may be turning the engine off as well to try and fire it back into life as the headlights reappear again. We've got two cars at close quarters with dramas. There's the seven Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini as well. Is that going to do finally a lap of the Nordschleife as the BMW M3 GTR. I wouldn't be surprised to see that come back into pit lane. Yeah, I think uh, when the Lamborghini was going though, uh, Johnny, it seemed to be uh, on full song. Um, so hopefully that car uh, will be able to uh, at least play for the last three hours and ten minutes uh, of the race. The other car which made a pit stop on that previous lap, which I don't think uh, we said, if you did, I missed it and I apologise, uh, was the 912 Manti Porsche. Ah, right. yeah. uh, that's the uh, the other car, Patrick Pile, Nick Tandy, Ricard Leitz, the drivers uh, of the 912 car. That's uh, made its uh, first routine pit stop uh, already and so as I say, joins the list of cars that we can expect to see at the front once the um, leading cars have made their uh, pit stop. So it's still uh, 911 leading the way and on to their sixth lap. 
and as I say, the uh, maximum number of laps that we would expect on this first stint would be seven. Uh, so this one plus another one still to go. 12 seconds, the gap back to the Vokotspiegel Ferrari number 22 in second place and still being shown on the screen as being in third place but that now will change as a result of the pit stop that it made is the number 47 HTP uh, Mercedes. Notice that van der Zander is actually down to drive both the uh, HTP cars if he wants to, although uh, at the moment he's concentrating on the 47 car. Behind that, up into third place, therefore, is the 12 Manti Porsche, uh, followed by the Falcon Tires Porsche. So it's uh, Porsche's actually now in first, third and fourth places. Fifth place is the 99 Rover Racing BMW. In sixth place is the number 11 Ferrari, uh, Georg Weiss, Otto Menzel, and uh, who's the other Menzel? Uh, Christian Menzel and Nico Menzel, uh, the drivers of the number 11 car in sixth place. And then in seventh place is the number five leading Audi, the Phoenix car of Frank Stippler, Christopher Haaser, and Fred Verwiesch. There was another car off, uh, which I spotted from the onboard camera from BMW number 99. It looked to be just beyond, if not at, Vipperman. And because the accelerator was plunged to the floor, heading into Brunchen, but a significant portion of that right-hand part of the track through, well, Vipperman and approaching, yeah, approaching Brunchen is coned off with a Porsche, I think, in the barrier facing the wrong way. So that area between Choracht and Vipperman significantly restricted in terms of speed. To be a uh, Audi R8 there. Looks like a BMW M-Power car, I think. Yeah, well, absolutely. As I say, it's an Audi R8, but it's in M-Power colours. Yeah. It's being chased down by the uh, second of the Rover Racing BMWs. And... Uh, Which one is it then? Just ahead of the... Ah, was it ahead of the 98, which has had issues? Um, is that the Rover racing car that you said dropped back, the 98 or the 99? Just, uh, it's the John Edwards car, I remember, that had had, had dramas. And John Edwards is at the wheel of 98. Whether it's the Audi, therefore, that's ahead of that car, or is it the five Audi that looks very empowerish? Yes, I think it is the is five. That the Phoenix car, yes, okay. There you go. There's the uh, Bernhardt car, that's the uh, number 18, Chris uh, 75 team Bernhardt car, which uh, Jörg Bergmeister and Matteo Cairoli are driving. That car, number 18, currently in 11th place. Yeah, Phoenix, the driving lineup being Frank Stippler, Christopher Haaser, and Frederick Verwiesch. And you mentioned Jörg Bergmeister and Matteo Cairoli Porsche, which is the Kuss Team 75 Bernhardt entered Porsche then. As into the pit lane comes a, a BMW again in Empower livery. Now, this is much more uh, comfortable to view. And Volkenhorst Adams. And Ziegler, the drivers. It's the uh, 36 car yep. in the total colours currently. Ah, total colours, beg your pardon. Yeah, but it's got BMW M-Power 
colours in there as well. Um, so I think you're right there, Johnny. Okay, good. Twenty uh, first place uh, that car is at the moment. It's uh, Henry Volkenhorst, Rudy Adams, and Andreas Ziegler in their M6. So a couple of uh, Volkenhorst entered machines in SP9, which is what we're used to. And there used to be a BMW Z4, I seem to recall as well, in the past from Volkenhorst. That not in the entry, at least for this race. Volkenhorst are here with two SP9s. They've got uh, the BMW M4, which is in SP10. That's the Thomas Hetzler and Raoul Owens car. And they're also running a BMW M235i Racing Cup car in Cup 5 as well, car 682. So Volkenhorst Motorsport with a busy weekend. Meanwhile, the BWT Audi number 25 about to be overtaken by the Manfilter Mercedes. And that overtake takes place at the first corner. So the Mucha Motorsport Audi in the BWT colours. Stefan Mucha, Pierre Kaffer and Christy Jerns overtaken there by the bright yellow Mercedes AMG which powers out of the Mercedes arena Michael Shry just being overtaken too as those cars head into the hairpin on the sprint strecker so a chance to see one of a couple of BMW, uh, BWT Audis just uh, heading out of the right hand hairpin there but remember, they're the Mooka Motorsport cars. I would assume, therefore, that BWT is carried, perhaps, by the Mooka Motorsport Formula 3 cars as well in places. I'm used to those, those cars being bright orange, which is the Mooka Motorsport uh, traditional colours. But often sponsorship can decide otherwise. Man filter, then. Not on the same strategy as the race leaders. So don't discount this car. Come the uh, reckoning at... Just after half past four, 163 we now go on board with, which is Mercedes AMG from Black Falcon. In the SP10 class, though, the Nico Bastian and Stefan Karg also driving this car will be Fidel Lieb and Moritz Oberheim in their number one, 163 numbered SP9 car, uh, SP10 car, the Mercedes. Busy run down the long straight then along the Dottinger Hur to finish the lap and this is well, all sorts of different classes of car not including SP9s but a chance to glimpse one of the SP10 Mercedes AMGs in the GT4 spec and there are a couple of those cars as, as we've mentioned from Black Falcon others to make you aware of. No, I think it's just the two GT4 Mercedes that are here this weekend, so we don't have an HTP version. They're more concentrated on the top class this weekend. As towards Tiergarten, and this rather open chicane, followed by the very tight left and right and left corner to finish the lap where you really need to be single file. It's brave to be too abreast, but those two cars were paying zero attention to that advice. And the team Sorg Rensport car very nearly 
edged off the track and into the wall. The problem is the Armco Barry is very close indeed to the edge of the track through Tiergarten, and we've seen throughout the years several big incidents there uh, as cars come towards the end of the Nordschleife and rejoin the Grand Prix track. But uh, whether that was Kevin Tots or Cedric Tots or maybe Torsten Kratz at the wheel of that Sorgren Sport car number 439, some good driving displayed 970 is a Cayman GT4 from the Cup 3 division actually the class leader no less so 970 is an entry from Teichmann Racing Torsten Young and Mike Ronafarth with Oscar Sandberg in their Cup 3 leading Porsche Cayman and looks like leading by a decent margin here because I couldn't see a car in the background as it headed out of the right-hand hairpin on the, on the sprint strecker. Meanwhile, more Caymans coming into sight. And this may well be the leading Caymans in the Class V5 division. So just cresting the rise at the end of the Dottinger Hurt. Blue flags being waved to slower cars, just to make them aware that the well, the overall leaders are about to come through. There's also a little bit of class lappery taking place as well. And we're now 30 seconds away from one hour being in the book. And probably Johnny, the uh, leading Manti Porsche, on his way into the pits uh, at the completion of this lap. So uh, that's the prediction that that car uh, should be making his way uh, down into the pit lane. He'll be followed by the Ferrari, still 12 seconds, 13 seconds uh, behind him. The Wachenspiegel car number 22 there in second place. Uh, and then it's going to get busy in Manti because they're also going to have the number 12 car in as well. Uh, although that is some three quarters of a minute behind now. So it has been a very dominant performance. Looking forward to seeing if we get a close up of who's been uh, driving that 911 because uh, he's opened up a good margin. Remember, the other cars were fighting amongst themselves in third place and beyond that slowed themselves down a little bit. But even so, it's been a very dominant performance in the early stages from Kevin Estra, Earl Bamba, Lawrence Van Tour one of those three driver change uh, standing by so in comes the 911 we know that Manti have pitted the 912 earlier so there's no risk of double stacking into their pit area Phoenix Racing Audi trying to overtake the, was that the 39 car that's just up ahead so that's possibly a change have a look which Audi is that likely to be two abreast Audis oh dear me they're so late there for the Phoenix racing Audi to get into the pit lane that was because of some slow traffic that the two Audis encountered into Tiergarten so out of Tiergarten you then had this sandwich two R8s either side of a back marker I think it was a slower BMW which meant that the driver of the Phoenix Audi had to get across and into the pit lane at such a late hour I've seen that several times on a motorway when somebody says is this our junction is this our junction yes this is our junction and you have to cross three lanes of traffic to get off the slip road have a look at this Paul five Phoenix Audi racing another Audi R8 and the number five car thinks which side of the 486 do I go I'll go to the left but can I get back across in time Yes, just about, but nearly cleaned out the other Audi. There was contact there because a bit of bodywork's gone flying and ended up in the pit lane, thankfully, as well. So that makes its recovery 
a heck of a lot easier for the resident marshals. I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a little bit of um, investigation going on as a result of uh, that, Johnny. I think up in the, uh, in the steward's office, they may well be taking a closer look at that because uh, that did look a li very dangerous pit lane entry indeed. And you're right, there must have been some contact because um, there was some debris which is still lying there in the pit lane, um, which was uh, thrown up as a result of that. So, uh, yeah, I... I very uh, very dodgy uh, moment. Um, I mean, it's one of those that, you know, until it, it, it was actually happening, I don't think any of the drivers realised quite how serious it was. You can't do another lap. You know, as we've established, the fuel is not sufficient to do an extra lap in the... Although, was that seven laps for the Audi? Rather yes. than okay, yeah, so but they, they could have re squeezed Remember, more, of course, that there was um, a lap behind mm. the um, behind the pace car at the beginning of the race to add to that. So um, certainly, um, there wouldn't have been enough to do a full lap. Of course, no. you could have gone round and done a lap of the Grand Prix loop. But that's race loop. That's really race done for you then, though, and, isn't and, it? And, but that, by then, yes, you'd have uh, you'd have added another minute and a half to your uh, for your race time. Great battle going on in the BMW class here because Michael Try uh, was having it all his own way in the class, but now he certainly isn't because uh, it's nose to tail in that class. Yeah, and uh, to be honest, this is not exactly headline news for a VLN race <laughs> because we uh, see uh, Cup 5 BMWs dicing for the full four hours. And, uh, well, if you didn't have that, you could almost claim your money back, apart from the fact you don't have to pay to these VLN races as long as you don't go in the paddock. And €10 Euros is uh, hardly a lot to pay, even if you do, with the flatbeds working their way back, or at least one of them, and they are protected by a couple of Audi SUVs. So I'm not sure which car is returning on a flatbed wagon, but if you're used to other disciplines of motorsport, you must think this is entirely alien, perhaps if you've not watched a VLN race before, to see a recovery vehicle out on track with the racing cars, and the racing cars almost pretty much at full speed. Yes, there are yellow flags warning the drivers that there is a slow intervention vehicle out on track, but as long as you stay well left... You're able to zip by more or less top speed. And it means that uh, things can be recovered very quickly indeed without the need for safety cars, just local yellows, and in some cases, code 120s, code 60s. Bockenspiegel team Monschau Ferrari, either number 11 or 22, heading through the Mercedes arena. There's one of the Renault RSO1s. I say one of the Renault RSO1s. It might only be one in the entry this weekend. We've got plenty of Renaults. Most of them are of the Megane variety. RSO1 in SPX is car 55. And beyond that, it's Clio's and Megane's. Clio Cup cars, plenty of those. Yes, I make it just the one RSO1, so that has to be car 55 with drivers Dieter Schmidtman and uh, Heiko Hamel. Now, um, one thing that which was confusing me was um, the uh, scoreboard, which is showing us the number 22 Monchau Ferrari leading the race. Um, now, I thought that was because of a timing glitch, but I'm beginning to convince myself that it's not because of a timing glitch. It's because the Monchau Ferrari has gone on to do another lap. Right. Now, um, I 
did say during the uh, formation lap that the Ferraris do have good fuel economy. Um, whether it's enough to do another lap, I doubted. But of course, because one lap was behind the safety car anyway, we have had a fair amount of Code 60 running or uh, slow running. And it may well be that whoever's at the wheel of the uh, 22 car at the moment, be it Georg Weiss, Oliver Kantz or Jochen Krumbach, uh, has done sufficient to save fuel and do another lap. I mean, yeah. he's out there on the circuit at the moment. Let's hope he's got enough fuel for another lap. Um, but he is going round and he is going to end up at the... He was shown as the leader across the start-finish line because he was on the track and everybody else was in the pit lane. Um, he will be shown the leader again as he comes through at the end of lap seven. Uh, sorry, at the end of lap eight. Um, but he will then have to come into the pits. But uh, there is just a slight question mark whether there's going to be enough fuel in that Ferrari um, to make it. But um, one has to be optimistic and they wouldn't have gone for it if they didn't think they were going to be able to make the full lap so uh, we'll keep our eyes on the sector times as they go around uh, and complete this next lap but it is now the Ferrari from the Wachenspiegel team Monschau team that leads the way and that's not the Ferrari that we were looking at from the 99 BMW because that was the 11 Ferrari being overtaken I reckon by yeah, the Sims, Crone and Di Filippi BMW M6 from Rover Racing. So the 22 is even further up the track and effectively owes us a pit stop on everybody else. There from the SP9 class, at least. Yes, there's an SP7 car, which will be well up there now. And I seem to remember a Porsche 911 from SP7 often troubling the race leaders in the early stages because that has greater fuel mileage than the GT3s. Back into a slow zone. This is the early, well, relatively early part of the Nordschleife with... Ah, oh, now that's track treatment taking place, isn't it? At Adenau Forest? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yes. Uh, so some gravel going down, maybe some quick dry as well. So if there's been an oil spill or an incident which has resulted in coolant and oil on the road, they're still just sorting all of that out to make sure that the grip is uh, back, or at least the... The liquid is soaked up, so it's far less slippery. Down the gears then for the Rover Pilot in this BMW M6. Um, it's a new-ish BMW, although, of course, the M8 is now the new BMW to have in GTE racing. And that's the car we'll be seeing at Le Mans later on in the year in the GTE Pro category, with BMW back, of course, for the World Endurance Championship and for Le Mans. And that on the end of a tow rope was a Porsche that looked a little bit like the number four. No, well, it won't be the four because that's well up there. But it was a car that looked to be in Falcon tyre type livery, that sort of blue, a kind of turquoise blue that was being towed. Replay of the 99 BMW on board. This is full speed now, heading towards Flugplatz through the right-hand kinks. And there was almost an opportunity here for the BMW to slither up alongside the Ferrari and take the place, but for that pesky Honda Civic that was blocking the way entirely for BMW 99. So you had to get out of the throttle, allow the Ferrari back by, and then pursue it all the way down towards Arenberg. Eventually got past the car to the left, number 11 Ferrari, 
into Arenberg just before the braking area and the plunge down into the foxhole. Meanwhile, the uh, other Ferrari, the Wachenspiegel car that leads the race, coming towards the end of the lap now. Um, so even though uh, these cars that we've been watching on the stream have already made their pit stop, the Ferrari continues around its lap, coming towards the end of that lap now. And I'm sure the uh, TV cameras will be focused on it and will be able to show us uh, that car coming in, uh, which I think it will be very shortly. Um, and that will be a great first stint. Uh, from the 22 Ferrari. However, of course, because it has done the extra lap, uh, it will be a longer pit stop uh, for that car. Now, yes, it will have to do a longer pit stop, but therefore, it, because it's gone further on this bit of the uh, race, it will be able to do a shorter pit stop further on in the race. So what you see now isn't what you're going to see at the end of the race, because uh, once he gets into the meat of the race, as it were, and we're into the second half of the race, uh, then the Ferrari will start counting back from the uh, end laps of the race uh, and will be able to make its final stop that little bit shorter so that's what they'll be planning to do even if they end up out of the pits behind the leading group um, they'll be able to hopefully from their point of view hopefully uh, catch up and of course what uh, Manti will be attempting to do uh, the Manti Porsche team uh, of uh, Kevin Estrick Earl Bamber Lawrence Van Tour um, what we didn't see was the driver change that might have happened there um, but uh, that Porsche will be aiming to get itself back into the lead of the race. We should perhaps uh, take this opportunity as well. We, we talk about it being the Manti uh, Racing team, although it is still called Manti Racing, no longer run by Olaf Manti. He's uh, sold his share in the company now to the uh, Raider brothers, Martin and Nicky Raider, who are running the company, and they are now uh, kind of in charge of everything that happens uh, at Manti. So um, we, we talk about it still being the Manti car, um, but credit really should be given to uh, Nicky and Martin, who are uh, running the team and making all the decisions. I'm quite sure whether Olaf's uh, moustache will be seen. Um, I'm sure he'll be uh, coming along at some point just to watch what's going on. Um, but uh, as I say, the uh, the team itself in uh, control of uh, Nicky and Martin Raider, the uh, brothers who are looking after it. Uh, into the pits has come the Rover BMW. Now, did not that car have a pit stop earlier on? This car. Uh, yes, I think Which so. Which one is this, though? This is... That's the, and there's well, a Ferrari in. That's the 22. The Yeah, the 22 Wachenspiegel Monschau car. And nice close-up of the uh, Wachenspiegel uh, newspaper print. And whilst that... That didn't quite look routine pit stop somehow, but um, maybe that was just whilst they were waiting to get the fuel in. The two Falcon Tyres sponsored cars running pretty much nose to tail, BMW and Porsche. The Falcon Tyres uh, cars numbers three and four, the three BMW leading the four Porsche. They both stay out on the circuit and into the pits comes um, the Ferrari. The Ferrari now being shown as going on its way again. Also into the pits was the SP7 leader, car number 57 it was. I don't think we ever said it was the Black Falcon uh, Porsche from the SP7 class, uh, which we were hoping might go on for another lap. But uh, no, that comes in at the end of its eighth lap um, for uh, fuel. 
but at the end of the eighth lap then the Ferrari crossed the line in the lead of the race but now has headed back out again uh, look for it to come through at the end of sector one and see whether or not there is the Ferrari on the stream uh, and I think it may have maintained the lead now how has it managed to do that um, the Ferrari then going down through the Grand Prix loop and is he in the lead of the race overall still? I'd be surprised if he is. But yes, he is going... No, he is behind, isn't he? Yes, because uh, the 47 uh, Mercedes is actually now leading the race. I think HTP Mercedes, Johnny. Uh, we saw Renga van der Zander uh, staying in the car when that car number 47 made its earlier pit stop. And I did say it would be a shorter pit stop. And that car does now lead the race overall. So when they come through at the end of lap nine, it will be the 47 Mercedes that leads the way ahead of the 911 Porsche, which is in second place. Uh, and then the Ferrari 22 I think will be in third, uh, or we'll have to work that one out for you. But certainly the lead of the race now being held by the 47 HTP Mercedes then. Renga van der Zander at the wheel of it, uh, and then the Porsche 911 in second place. That pit stop I didn't see on the screen, did you, Johnny, to see if we had a driver change in the Manti Porsche 911? I wasn't uh, paying close attention, no, um, I, mainly because I was keeping an eye on SP7 because uh, I, no stranger to seeing from races last year, the early part of Stint 2 actually led by an SP7 car purely because they could do an extra lap compared to some of the SP9 machines. And car 57 which is the Metzger, Scholler and Takis Porsche 911, the 991 MR2 spec Porsche. Came pretty close, but it pitted at the end of that last lap. lap. Eight, yeah. yeah, so eight laps done for the SP7 car, and therefore it may well have been... Well, it wasn't ahead of the Ferrari, we know. It would have been second on the road at the time, and the BMW number 98 did indeed do a second pit stop. Meanwhile, the sister car, number 99, the Rover Racing BMW M6, is right up behind the Audi that was battling a little earlier on with that Phoenix Racing Audi, number 5, and they've come out totally together again. It was a late entry, remember, for the number 5 car, and we're watching to see whether there was anything said by the by the team in race control about that uh, rather unconventional route into the pit lane that nearly cleaned out two other cars and uh, also took a bit of debris as well. Very, very fast sequence of corners, this into Adenauer Forest itself, where finally that recovery work is completed. Thank you to At Time Certain Clock for confirming that. All the fluid now mopped up and the intervention vehicles safely out of the way. So this is full racing speed into Metzgersfeld and Callenhart. Metzgersfeld is the left-hander. Callenhart, right-hander, and then down the hill towards Breitscheid, basically, plunging towards, I'm assuming, the river. You always get a river at the bottom of the valley, so it, the bridge over the main road, and then the climb back up the other side. But uh, this, as Paul mentions, undulating circuit, but it's not a question of sort of up and down within a matter of metres. There's definite themes on the Nordschleife, and this is downhill all the way to the village of Breitscheid, which appears now 
in the distance. And we're getting closer and closer to that rather large property. And there is the road bridge with racetrack going over road bridge and now the climb up the other side with a, a slower class car one of the v-class cars i think being overtaken it's so easy to miss traffic though when you're at close quarters with other sp9 cars we nearly had a bmw from rover racing running right into the back of a honda civic that was going about its own business trying to stay off the racing line well to the left but if you think you've got to run on a fellow SP9 car, you duck out of line to do the overtake and then have to slam on the anchors, threading the eye of the needle there, in fact, between an SP10 uh, or maybe an SP8 Aston Martin Vantage and that rather old but very uh, great to see it in the race, Opel Astra. We've got Opel Astras in the TCR division, remember, but uh, that's an old-school 1980s uh, Opel Astra which has just been lapped. Back down onto the speed limiter we go, though, on the approach now to... Well, we're heading almost towards Bergwerk and beyond with all those SP9 cars having to slam on the anchors because of more recovery work taking place. It was after Bergwerk. It was actually approaching... Well, not far from the carousel, actually. That run up towards, first of all, the right-hander and then the concrete left-hand hairpin at the Kiracciola itself. Didn't get a chance to view exactly what was going on there. Meanwhile, three abreast as a couple of BMWs are dicing amongst themselves in the Cup 5 class, being overtaken by an SP9 car that's kept well to the right. Am I right in thinking that there's maybe a little bit of a, a written rule about where to drive if you are being lapped do you stay left and allow the faster cars to go right uh, or to the way around perhaps I don't, I don't think there's any particular rule about it because <laughs> okay. it depends where you are at any any time um, I think what they try and do is to say that the slower cars should maintain their racing line it's up to the overtaking car to do something about it um, I'm just, I just thinking about the banking at Daytona you, you know if yes. you're being lapped on the Daytona banking, the rule is stay low, stay low and allow yes. the faster cars to go around the outside. But as you say, there's no telling whether you're negotiating a left-hander or a right-hander at any one time. Into the carousel, it looks like we're out of the speed restriction now, so it is just before this part of the circuit that there's more work taking place. Yes, it's uh, fascinating how that can help you or dis, uh, disadvantage you, depending where you come across the uh, the slow zones and the yellow flags. But, uh, of course, driver discipline um, at the Nürburgring, very well imposed. And uh, usually the uh, the stewards take uh, very serious... Um, uh, make uh, very serious um, penalties when there is something that uh, goes on which is uh, not to their liking. Um, so we've uh, had the completion of another lap and into the lead or through in the lead has gone then the HTP Mercedes. Van der Zander at the wheel of the Mercedes has already gone through across the start-finish line. Here comes the Manti Porsche coming through and will take second place as he does so. Um, and so that car goes through in second place. In third place will be the Ferrari. The gap between first and second is some 35 seconds, uh, but only a further 11.
seven seconds, 10.9 seconds, separating the 911, in fact, from the second uh, of the two HP, HTP Mercedes, the man filter Mercedes, going through in third place, uh, ahead of the 912 Manti Porsche. So Manti Porsches in second and fourth places. And as a result of that longer pit stop for the Ferrari, uh, he has only just gone across the line now uh, and does so in seventh place. Uh, although up ahead of him, the number 25 uh, Audi, that's the Mucca Motorsport Audi, um, which has come back in for another pit stop. Now, that is not a scheduled pit stop, by uh, my reckoning, for the number 25 car, because he was in um, earlier on in the race, I think. Yeah, so 25, having done a shorter stint, uh, now doing another short stint. So that doesn't quite seem uh, according to the schedule. Can we see the Mooka Motorsport Audi coming out of the pits? No, we can't. Uh, that is the uh, Lant car in the dark green. New colours for Lant Motorsport in the BLN this year. Dark green, quite a, uh, not quite a British racing green, but a sort of um, a, a Connaught's green, you could call it, um, for the um, number 29 uh, Lant Motorsport car, which Kelvin and Sheldon van der Linde are sharing with Christopher Mies uh, this weekend car going through just behind the Phoenix car in fact they're in uh, they are currently in uh, when in sixth place uh, the uh, that just out of the pits in fact for so it was a short pit stop for the number 25 car but a pit stop nevertheless at the end of lap nine questions being asked on Twitter about the 140 um BMW, which I think I put the kibosh on, mentioning it was going well, uh, the BMW M3 GTR, and then all of a sudden it was going rather slowly on the Sprint Strecker. I haven't seen that again. I don't think it went on to the Nordschleifer, so may still be being seen to in the pits, or let's hope the issue's been solved. We know that the driver was cycling through various things. Um, meanwhile, BMW number 99 with a wall of traffic up ahead. Ah, mainly SP9 cars that uh, are swiftly dealt with. And that little Clio just being a mobile chicane briefly. But uh, the thing I like about this is that uh, everyone's paid their entry fees. Everyone's legitimately in this race. So you've got to make sure that, uh, you know, you don't cut anybody up. You don't shovel them off the road. You give space for one and all, but also you don't want to lose touch with what's happening in your class, particularly in uh, SP9. In SP9, so this BMW driver, the number 99 car, um, making sure he stays in touch with the Audis up ahead. I think part of it as well, Johnny, is the uh, the seriousness of consequences that can happen. Uh, you're not just talking about uh, um, kind of 
dangerous driving leading to an off-circuit moment or a car spinning or losing some ground, the barriers through most of the Nürburgring are so close that uh, you put two wheels off, two wheels onto a kerb, um, you're going to have an accident. And uh, that's particularly why, as I say, I think that uh, move that we saw into the pits a little while ago from the Phoenix car was um, more worrying, uh, was that the consequences uh, could have been uh, quite serious for, for both of them. Row Racing, though, continuing uh, to have their cars very close together, sandwiching two Audi R8s at the moment with the 98 car ahead of the 99. When they came out of the pits, the 99 was ahead of the 98. So uh, at the moment, the 98 ahead of the 99. Uh, ah, 140 that was slow, missing on the GPS for about an hour and a half reports time certain clock who is glued to the tracker for this weekend and the full green lap that we've had only since the clear up at uh, Adenauer Forest um, obviously we have had five code 60s so far but it's not been fully green for barely 10 minutes or so and then we had another problem uh, further round towards the well the start of the lap just after hats and back so it's been a troubled run for the first nearly hour and a half now and we've got another difficulty again for the Lamborghini Huracan this is the Duor Motorsport entered Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo with the Gitti tyre sponsorship remember and is that a tyre down on the car it looks to be low on the rear right corner so I wonder with two hours and 33 minutes to go still of the opening VLN race of the year brought to you as part of the Radio Show Limited network here on RS3, Paul Trustwell and Johnny Palmer, that Lamborghini is touring down the Dottinger Hurt, and uh, the amount of pickup I'm realising now has already built it's to a significant margin. It's another right rear puncture, isn't it? Yeah. Um, on uh, that car. Well, it, was a, it was rear left before, and I wonder whether that was because of damage. Rear right's gone this time. And... Lamborghini from Conrad just heading down the Dottinger Hur, which is good to see because this car was a late starter qualified this morning but well off the pace thankfully this car now is getting some laps in still minus a rear right light the light's there it's just not functioning 148 that uh, car at the moment um the number seven Conrad Lamborghini as you say missed out on uh, several laps early on in the race it's currently on its fifth lap uh, compared to the race leaders who are on their tenth so uh, keep going and uh, you'll complete 75% of the race Josh Barrett also reporting that uh, it looks like we've lost the Tarquini Larini and Lauch Hyundai TCR that may have been might have been the one that had contact the first corner of the first lap one car one of the i30s went backwards and very nearly into the gravel at turn number one and we were trying to establish exactly which one that was if that is the manuel lauk car it's the 830 machine fortunately for gabrielli and for nicola larini uh, probably not for larini actually I was about to say there's another car for them to step into, but now on the latest entry list, 831 certainly has Tarquini labelled against it, but the other driver is Kim Jaekyun, who is the Korean driver. 
Nicoletta Rini actually not labelled in both machines. Hyundai i30 TCRs is not on my version of the entry list. Who's this coming into Tiergarten? Car number 960, which is Porsche Cayman from Cup 3. May well be the Cup 3 leader, in fact. We work out uh, what's happening in the Cup 3 division, which I should be able to do by pressing this button. Is it going to work? It's going to think about it. Uh, over the line it goes. My internet connection's a bit dodgy again, Paul. Oh dear. Um, the uh, leader's just gone through and set not the fastest lap of the race, but certainly his fastest lap of the race. Eight minutes sixteen point two two nine. Indicate you mentioned a little moment ago, didn't you, that we're on a fully green circuit, uh, and we do get the fastest lap of the race as well, going through from nine one one. Kevin Estre, Earl Bamber, Lawrence Van Tour. Eight minutes ten point nine oh eight, but that isn't fastest lap of the race for very long because the Ferrari number 22, the Wolfenspiegel team car, goes through and sets a further best lap of the race at 8 minutes 6.832 now the fastest lap in qualifying was an 8 minutes 3 um, so we are in uh, that happy situation where you can go around the whole circuit and not come across a yellow flag but what you do do is come across lots of slow cars of course which you have to make your way around which is why uh, we're not quite on uh, full qualifying pace um, but an 8 minutes 6.832 then is the fastest lap from the 22 Wolkenspiegel uh, team Monschau Ferrari um, so I can't bring you who's actually behind the wheel of any of these cars uh, currently in 6th place overall is number 22 why has that screen done that um, you're struggling with your internet connection I'm struggling with screens that suddenly move without you doing anything um, yeah 6th place for the Ferrari uh, then for uh, Weiss, Kainz and Krumbach um, but still the race being led by the number 47 HTP Mercedes but remember that car made an early pit stop it stopped at the end of lap 5 um, and it will uh, go on I would suggest until no further than lap 13 for its next stop so it could have 3 laps in the lead um, but it's uh, got a lead of some 30 seconds over the Manti Porsche 911 in second place, uh, which has 17 seconds of an advantage of the third place car, which is another of the HTP Mercedes. So we've got two HTP Mercedes in the top three. Um, the other one, strictly speaking, according to the entry list, is a man filter entered car, so I'd probably say uh, Mercedes team uh, man filter. Max Boot, Christian Hoernadel and Indy Doncia, are the drivers of the 48 car, that's third. In fourth place is the 912 Manti Racing Porsche, Ricard Leitz, Nick Tandy and Patrick Pillay. In fifth place, number 24 is the BWT Audi R8 LMS, Nico Muller, Mike Rockefeller, Marcus Winkelhock uh, driving that car. In 7th and 8th places are the two Falcon Motorsports cars with the Porsche leading the BMW at the moment. In ninth place is number 55, uh, a car we've not actually mentioned since the start of the race. This is the Renault RS01. Mm. Did you mention it? I don't think I've mentioned I've, it. I've mentioned it briefly. I yes. Need to, I need to talk about the drivers and yes. to, to mention it's the only uh, RS01 in the race, which and I hadn't realised. The only SPX class car in the race as well, it not being a proper GT3 car. Uh, so anyway, it's going well and it's in ninth place overall. 
Um, and then just to round out the top 10 is car number 13, the Assenheimer and Mulfinger Mercedes. That one I have mentioned. Uh, Patrick Matt Assenheimer, Clemens Schmidt and Jaron Blakemola, the drivers of that Mercedes. Uh, and that is the uh, in 10th place overall, um, third of the Mercedes with the two HTP cars, cars that are up in first and third at the top of the field. To go back to my Cup 3 point, I make it the 966 is in the lead from the 940 car. And the gap last time around, uh, only very, very relatively slight, seven seconds or so. It's fluctuating, obviously, with um, those cars behind actually doing a little bit better. Uh, maybe into the slow zone areas, catching up a bit of time. But at 966 and 940... First and second from, in third place in Cup 3, the 970 car, then the 949. But they're all occupying a similar bit of asphalt then, and not that much between them. 966 labelled the leader last time around. Eight laps completed then for the Cup 3 cars. We're on to ten laps completed for the race leaders. So well into lap 11 now. For this, the first VLN race of the year. Bear in mind, you can uh, hear coverage of all the VLN races through the course of 2018 via RS3. Check the schedules on RadioLeMond.com for uh, the local timings to where, wherever you are in the world. But we already know that there are listeners in Australia, in the US, and all places in between. So thank you for choosing to join us for a bit of Saturday entertainment, or indeed Sunday if you are in Oz. And so far it's been thoroughly entertaining, particularly the SP9 battle. Maybe not for the race lead, uh, leading up to the pit stops anyway, but for certainly that battle for third position. Interesting that we've got cars that, that uh, aren't necessarily dividing the race into four even stints. Two Mercedes pitting early, the 48 and the 47 and it is the 47 labelled as the race leader with 10 laps done but uh, this is yet to shake out a little bit now and uh, form a another rhythm into the second stint yes I'm fascinated to see how the uh, how the strategy side of this uh, does play out because in effect we've got three different strategies going on um, with the Mercedes, as you say, Johnny, leading the way, the HTP car, number 47, um, due into the pits first um, on the next set, but um, we'll be having a longer pit stop, therefore. Um, then we've got the uh, the rest, as it were, the two Manti Porsches uh, and um, the Audis, which will all be coming in at around about... Um, uh, uh, the next stage but then the third strategy is what the ferrari is doing the number 22 car because that had the longer pit stop uh for its first pit stop um was able to go the extra lap uh, and so therefore later on in the race we'll be able to do a much shorter pit stop so as i say as the race moves into its second part uh, amazingly we're only 20 minutes away from half distance um uh, th that's when the, the the second half of the race will will pan out, and then we'll be able to see how this uh, this strategic thing um, 
uh, finishes off. Uh, in the pits at the moment, we've got the, uh, the crossbow, uh, mm. Johnny, number 922. Now, I'm sure Johannes told us that there wasn't going to be a Cup X class in uh, this race, but uh, the uh, crossbows do run in Cup X, or, or Cup Cross, as we naughtily call it. Yes, I was just about to talk about Naomi Schiff, who is the driver in that crossbow, Rwandan professional racing driver, although born in Belgium, grew up in South Africa and currently lives in Germany, so that's uh, all nationalities covered. We have another, though, before I uh, talk about uh, Naomi a little bit more, another Lamborghini Huracan um, puncture. That well, was it's being the same, same one, isn't it? Because it's another Conrad puncture, because we saw a Conrad puncture on the first lap, didn't we, when it first came. It came out of the pits late, got a puncture pretty much straight away and it's another puncture then for the Conrad Lamborghini oh. coming down the dotting of her. Okay, so that's one for Conrad. Now a second for Conrad. We've seen the Gitty Tyres car off on the Grand Prix track with a puncture and I suggested that might have been... car. Uh, yes. Um, I suggested that might have been as a result of contact. And then a second Gitty Tyres puncture on the dotting of her. So that's four Lamborghini Huracan punctures that we have spotted. Admittedly... One of them's a GT3, the other's a Super Trofea, but that really shouldn't matter <laughs> as to whether they're getting punctures or not. And I mean, it was suggested on Twitter a little while ago whether that's to do with how these cars have been set up. And you start to get a little bit suspicious about uh, cambers and uh, things like that. But uh, as I say, the first of the Gitty Tyres ones, the Dual Motorsport punctures on car 133, uh, just looked like the um, the wheel arch was bent in on the on the tyre as well, so I'm not sure whether that was a a natural puncture, shall we say? It was more uh, it was more effect rather than cause. But this is very strange for Conrad. I mean, talk about a race they really probably wish they hadn't turned up for. Uh, delays to get the car even in the race, and now two punctures. No idea where this latest one has hit around the track but uh, it might well have been a long trip back. There's the Calibra. Looks almost like a Sierra from distance, but it's definitely an Opal Calibra with... Yeah, that's the 621, isn't it? Yeah, in the black livery. Used to that being yellow and white, actually, in more DTM-style colours. So, But it's uh, had some work done, as we say, over the, wee the winter period. Fair bit of revision after... That might have suffered damage towards the back end of the 2017 season as well. The uh, other car that we're seeing on the stream at the moment is the Renault RS01, very distinctive in its uh, orange and silver livery, car number 55. Uh, said earlier on, leading the class, only entry in its SPX class, in ninth place overall. And... Uh, at the moment going uh, very nicely indeed in the hands of uh, the pseudonymous Dieter Schmidtmann uh, driving with Heiko Hamel. Yeah, Josh Barrett making the point about Lamborghini's uh, making a habit in 2018 of punctures, thinking back to early laps of the Dubai 24 hours at Daytona as well. It was an issue. We had some at Silverstone as well. We did, yes. Anyway, different tyre manufacturers in all cases um, before uh, yes. anybody starts trying yes. to draw too many conclusions. Well, um, that suggests again about uh, how the cars have been set up rather than what tyres they're choosing to run. But adjustments, I'm sure, will be made. And 
stops being made now further down the order in the lower classes. This is the 20, no, this is the 11 Ferrari. So it's the Dayglow yellow flashes on the 11 car and the red rear wing end plates and door mirrors on the 22. The 11 car having uh, slipped all the way down to 22nd place, um, which makes it somewhat confusing that the car that we thought was number 22 it isn't uh, but it is in 22nd place um, I can only imagine that that was due to a slightly longer pit stop for uh, that car number 11 when it did come in it didn't go the extra lap uh, I don't think um, unlike its sister did the 22 um, need to check back on that one but uh, so the 11 Wochenspiegel team Monschau Ferrari uh, having fallen back quite a long way uh, to 22nd place overall uh, there's another code 60 according to time certain clock who again is staying glued to the tracker which I believe is available for certain types of tablets but not all uh, no it's for the um it's Apple, uh, whatever I the Apple say, op some operating system fr fruit, is. Fruit-based uh, devices. <laughs> uh, so, yes, and uh, we, we're absent of one of those, unfortunately. So I'm pleased Time Certain Clock is keeping eyes peeled on the tracker and turn number eight at Brunchen. Um, Brunchen 200 is, show, is showing there. So there's a code 60 for... Is that car number eight to Brunchen then, perhaps? Or no, sorry, code code sixty number eight. So number eight of the race, and car two hundred quite possibly showing stranded in that position. So go back to the entry list and find car two hundred, which is the Porsche nine nine seven GT three Cup car of Juha Grandqvist, Christian Linek, and Friedrich Obermeier. So have a Swiss. A German and a Finn in the 200 Porsche. And that car, we think, therefore stopped at Brunchen with a problem. On board at the moment with the number 163. This is the Black Falcon GT4 class Mercedes. Nico Bastian, Stefan Karg, Fidel Leib and Moritz Oberheim, the uh, drivers of the car. Four drivers across the four hours. This is Brunchen, I think. So and that that's where there is a, a service vehicle on the track, Johnny. Yeah, and behind it looked, well, it definitely was a Porsche. So if we're right, that's the 200 car that is being uh, recovered. I couldn't see a a great amount of damage on that so it might just have crawled to a halt rather than tagging the barrier it's how is this Brunchen itself no the, the campsite's at Brunchen isn't it yeah and then well there's that run into the right hander which <laughs> has a habit for me of looking like about three different places on the track yeah no I think you're right I think you had it uh, spot on there Johnny it was at uh, at Brunchen and then after Brunchen you have the right hander and then uphill uh, and then back to the left and then you come down over the hill over the over the crest at Flansgarten um, which is um, uh, quite an exciting uh, hearted mouth part of the circuit have you ever done a tourist lap round? I haven't uh, no yeah, um 
Yes, while talking to people and telling them they should visit the Nürburgring for a VLN race, they should also make uh, take advantage of a, a, a tourist lap before they ban them. Um, and um, a certain John Hindoff, I think, offered me a lift once, but I thought several times about it and <laughs> decided to politely decline. Yes. Um, no, he hasn't. He, honestly, if he if he'd offered and uh, we had a car, then I would be uh, straight in there. But uh, we just haven't had the opportunity, unfortunately. Joe and John always get the chances to go around, but I'm I'm never there yes. when they are. Yes. But um, there's always this year. Uh, indeed. Um, and as I say, it's, it's always next year that they're going to ban them. So uh, take <laughs> the opportunity it, while you quickly. can. Yeah. Um, right, Two hours 15 to go, by yes, the way. Yes, nearly halfway through this uh, race. And uh, in case you're wondering why we're uh, not yet halfway through, uh, when it's already uh, nearly half past two in the afternoon in Germany, and we should have started the race at 12, uh, we only started it at about 12.39 um, about 12.39 uh, was when the race was started and um, as a result uh, everything's running a little bit late we are still going to run the full four hours uh, so make sure if you're tuned in now that you stay tuned in right the way through to the finish which will be uh, just after half past four in the afternoon German time leader going through there Johnny completing lap 12 yeah the leader being the HTP Motorsport Mercedes number 47 then of Eduardo Mortara Orenga van der Zander and Dominic Bauman and it's van der Zander at the wheel in that bright yellow helmet second position will be the 911 Porsche that uh, the Grello car um, passed a note that tells me about the fact that I might be going to Monza instead of the Nürburgring well my understanding is I might even be doing both meetings uh, but we'll wait and see my, my name is down for being available that weekend it'd just be nice to have some work frankly so uh, regardless of where I end up Monza or Nürburgring I mean they're both some, some people have all the hard choices they're they, both Johnny? steeped in massive history so I don't really I don't really care uh, it'll be on uh, the Radio Show Limited Network somewhere there is the 47 car then plunging downhill and meanwhile the 911 Porsche heading through the hairpin on the sprint Strecher and that car is how far off the lead now 19.3 seconds is the gap at the start of lap 13 lights frantically being flashed by Renga van der Zander to make aware the traffic ahead that the 47 Mercedes needs to get through which it does just before the bridge towards Hatson back and the 47 currently on the seventh lap of this stint. Um, so, theoretically, the fuel aboard the Mercedes should take it to eight laps on the stint. Um, but tactically, with a little over two hours remaining at the end of this lap, they may well decide to make the second stop at this point. Again, it will be a shorter stop, therefore uh, allowing it back out. Um, you really have to do the maths on this and work out, uh, look at the table of what the minimum pit stop times are and decide how many laps you're going to go. Into the pits comes the 90, was that 98 or 99? I didn't catch it. They were running together, so were, yes, tricky to... Yeah kind of hesitated on that the screen will tell me in a minute that it was the 98 car that came into the pits okay um, so Porsche's heading now down the Dottinger the Caymans about to arrive into Tiergarten and 
that's a 970 car which has been doing pretty well in the Cup 3 division for the last few laps Cup 3 is still headed by 966 in fact from the 940 970 is in third and the 949 in fourth position in Cup 3 and yes 970 third place then the Jung Ronafarth and Sandberg driven car 190 tucked in behind that's not a Cup 1 car though 190 looks very much like it should be in the same class but the Cup 3's all start with a 9 190 is an SP10 car the Vava Vava and Schmickler 190 uh, SP10 Porsche Cayman so that heads now out of the Mercedes arena SP10 um, is effectively the GT4 class and has at the wheel uh, or has at the lead of the race rather the 191 machine ahead of 828 the Eichenbach and Mettler 828 machine I seem to remember mentioning that a few times already in this race car 828 they've had uh, some problems earlier on and 828 now I can't find on my entry list typically uh, but uh, SP10 is a, a good mixture of various different shapes and sizes of cars a couple of Mercedes the Audi R8 LMS and then we've got the BMW M4, the Aston Martin V8 that we've mentioned already from Avia Racing, the 188 car, and another Porsche Cayman, the 190 that I've just mentioned, Prum Racing, driven by Achim Weaver, Volker Weaver, and Albert Egberg. I'm getting a little bit concerned, Johnny, about the Phoenix Audi, number five, uh, which should have come through. It's, and it does come through now. Um, yeah, so we're only coming through, though, in 21st place, uh, the uh, number five car. Uh, and that was in 15th place on the previous lap. Uh, now, why that might have been delayed? Did it make a pit stop on the previous lap? Yes, it did. That's why. So uh, um, worry not averted but an earlier pit stop for um, the number five car than uh, I would have expected to see it uh, then so uh, we had the early pit stop from the um, which one it was now anyway but uh, so anyway pit stop from the number five Phoenix Audi and that's dropped him down the order just a little bit well, I seem to remember we've had early stops for the 48-man filter Mercedes, the 47 HTP Mercedes, and two stops for one of the Rover BMWs. Um, that was it. it, wasn't it? Yes, it was the 98 car, wasn't it, that made an earlier stop? Right, so the 98's gone in again, hasn't it? Ahead of everybody else, seemingly, because that's now must, must have done three stops now. No, only two for 98, I think. Okay, so it's the 99 then that did an extra one um, before everybody else. And it was the 99 that... Was it the 99 that had the dramas early on and dropped back a number of places on your lap chart? Or was that 98? Yes. Can't remember. The difficulty um. is that the Rover racing cars are nearly identical in terms of uh, livery. 
and therefore don't stand there in my mind quite as much. Yes, yes. 98 slipped down to... Yeah, 98's done three stops. Yes, it, it slipped all the way down to 30th place. So, uh, yeah, an extra pit stop for the uh, 98 car. Um, so does that suggest a puncture, perhaps? Um, because I do remember a... A first sector time of something like 2 minutes 45 seconds, which would indicate that early pit stop. Here's this um, Opel Astra, which I keep like I, I enjoy mentioning. Now, that is 622 from the historic class, so effectively from the same class as the Manta. And let's give you some drivers as far as that uh, Astra is concerned. Car 662 from MSC Adenau. Tobias Young... Uh, Carlos Antunes Tavares, Patrick Boydron, and Andreas Kunert. And actually, an Opel Cadet is how it's branded in Germany. It uh, was always an Astra in the UK, so apologies for um, the slight loss in uh, ability to, to tell cars apart. So I'm normally quite good at that, but uh, as I say, in England it was always an Astra, and we still have Astras um, in other classes, but the newer shape version the OPC Cup and in fact we used to have a full OPC class in the VLN that by the looks of things no longer exists so there's an OPC Cup Astra car that finds a home now in the SP3 Turbo class there's uh, one in H2 as well car 628 and these new Astras that are now in the TCR category a couple of those about three of those in the TCR class. The Manti Porsche goes through and takes the lead of the race as it does so because coming into the pits at the end of that lap, we didn't actually see it on the screen, uh, the HTP Mercedes there, number 47, at the end of lap 13, uh, makes a scheduled pit stop and that's an eight-lap stint for the number 47 car, which now... Uh, surely must be Renga van der Zander getting out of the car and handing it over to either Dominic Bauman or Eduardo Mortara. So Mantai uh, retakes the lead of the race. Going through into second place now is the um, pink Audi, number 24, Marcus Finkelhock, Nico Muller and Mike Rockefeller uh, goes through into uh, second place into the pits comes the 912 the 912 remember was another of those Johnny that came in uh, early on the uh, on the previous kind of cycle of pit stops so the 912 Mantai car coming in early again uh, and so up into third place will go the number 22 Ferrari so um, the uh, change that's happened in, in the overall positions has been the progress of the BWT Audi, the Winkelhock, Muller and I think it is just the two of them actually, uh, Mike Rockefeller uh, not driving him, so just uh, Nico Muller and Marcus Winkelhock driving in the 24 Audi, that's come um, up through the field and good driving is some 60, 18 seconds behind the Porsche but both of them on the same refuelling schedule. Two Audis still locked together and this time it's not the number five car on the boot lid of the 29. 29 is there and it's well, revised Lant Motorsport colours with a deeper shade of green now replacing that uh, lighter green. And 
up the inside there to make the move past the Lant Motorsport car goes car number eight. That's the Robin Frines and Dries Van Tour driven Audi R8 LMS. So good little move there into turn number one into the classic braking area here at the Nürburgring and the Lant Motorsport car. Car I've struggled actually to, to recognise from the start of the race. I've seen it there for a number of laps, racing with the number five car, which is the Phoenix uh, entry. But that's the Lant machine in uh, a revised livery for Lant and Monteplast backing. Dominic Bauman at the wheel of the 47 car. So stick that down on the list, uh, Paul. So uh, Renga van der Zander out and Dominic Bauman clambering on board the 47 car now to do the next stint. Otherwise, drivers uh, I'm struggling to tell, I'm afraid, because it's uh, some small cockpits now in a modern-day SP9 car, and unless you've got a bright yellow or bright green helmet on, uh, it's tough to tell who's in the car at any one time. New fastest lap of the race to the number eight Audi. The, uh, is it uh, Robin Freins or Dries Van Tour? Mm. I'd be surprised if it's not Dries. Um, uh, at the wheel of the number eight Audi. Then eight minutes, 4.741 is a new uh, fastest lap of the race. That car staying out, coming towards the end of its uh, fuel for this stint, therefore. Um, most of the cars will be coming in, I would say, on lap 15 rather than lap 14. Um, remember the 47 HTP Mercedes came in... Um, on lap five and then went eight laps to lap 13. Uh, most of the leaders, including the Manti Porsche number 911, did seven laps. Um, and so therefore I would expect those cars to go through to the end of lap 15 as well. So the rest of this lap, plus another lap for the 911 Porsche to lead. Question is, how far will the 22 Ferrari go? How far up the list will it be able to go? Will it be able to get itself into the lead on the pit stop cycle? And then will it be able to lead through having a shorter pit stop at the end of the race? Way, way out wide there for the car that had just taken third position in Cup 3, getting ahead of the Teichmann Racing uh, Porsche Cayman. A 960 is able to get back ahead of 979 because the 979 car ran far too wide into the hairpin on the sprint strecker. That's the Mabinol Premium Motor Oil sponsored and prepared car, or Mulner Motorsport prepares it, and it's sponsored by Mabinol. Sasha Kohler, Timo Molig and Felix Gunter are the drivers, and 979, who had established itself, the car had established itself in third position in Cup 3, now falls back a place. On board we go with car 101, the Gigaspeed Team Getspeed Performance Porsche 911. Drivers of this car include John Schroffner, Janina Hill, and, or Janine Hill that will be, seeing as she's American, and uh, Arno Klassen of Germany. Car 101 runs in Cup 2 from the Moistpath-based team Get Speed. Six cars in Cup 2. They're all Porsche Caymans for Porsche Carrera Cup division. Meanwhile, Manta still circulating. That's good news. And it comes across the line. It's about to be lapped by a faster Porsche. 
Going back to your point, Paul, about KTMs, I was interested to know, uh, it is just the one KTM that's in the race, the KTM Crossbow Cup, powered by Michelin. Uh, sadly, just the one entry, though, car number 922. And that's uh, Naomi Schiff, who we saw in the car a little while ago, and Laura Kreiharmer doing the driving. Yes, I think that um, that car is back out on the circuit again now, isn't it? Um, I say there was some doubt about whether the Cupex would uh, be uh, playing a role in the VLN one. Uh, mm. Should be playing uh, a greater part in the remaining VLN races as the season progresses. Um, cars designed specifically for the uh, uh, Crossbow Cup, rather than being specifically GT4 class cars, but uh, still uh, this very unusual. Uh, type of crossbow uh, developed for racing with the um, call it a coupe shell um, hard top that uh, hinges at the front and tips forward uh, we're over half distance Johnny we are yes just spotted that and uh, the race leader then is the number 47 HTP Motorsport Mercedes of Eduardo Mortara Renga van der Zander and Dominic Bauman who's currently at the wheel more classic machinery here heading towards the Tiergarten chicane. Is that a VW Vento? It looked very much like one. It's a Jetta. Ah, oh, annoyed I got those two mixed up. Volkswagen Jetta 16 valve. Thomas Erhardt, Jürgen Schmidt and Norbert Mailing. I've got two hours into the race, Paul, and I'm still spotting brand new cars. That is the beauty of the VLN race. Absolutely. And I mean, you can, uh, the, the beauty of this type of racing as well is you, uh, you pick these cars up and, uh, and, and, very often the beauty of being at the track is uh, particularly for the longer races the 24 hour races uh, you suddenly get to 8 o'clock in the morning and you see that car I haven't seen that car before um, <laughs> but uh, yeah they just keep throwing them on don't they from, yeah, the, from yeah, the pit absolutely. lane from the yes, paddock the, the game we used to play was to uh, because we knew this would happen you see uh, Janos Wimpfen and I decided okay what we'll do is the start of the race we'll decide which car that we're going to miss uh, at 8 o'clock the following morning you see so we're trying to kind of pick them out a little bit earlier clever uh, Another lap completed, though, and that takes it back to the top of the leaderboard for the first time because, uh, strictly speaking, it wasn't at the top of the leaderboard. So the 911 going through just at two hours uh, for 14 laps now completed. And as I say, he'll be um, scheduled to come into the pits, not at the, well, yes, at the end of this lap that he's just started. So in another eight minutes' time, uh, that will leave him with an hour and 50 to go with one more pit stop, therefore. So uh, it's... Uh, 14 laps, uh, 14th lap that Diamond One is now on, but the uh, eighth lap of his current stint. The lead that that car has is, uh, well, I was going to say it's 25 seconds, but it's not. It's more than that because into the pits comes the uh, BWT. Uh, sponsored Audi number 24 which I remember had said it got up itself up into second place uh, does make a an earlier pit stop so the 24 car is kind of on a middle strategy uh, that comes in on the at the end of lap 14 uh, and as I say 911 due in at the end of this lap but then the Ferrari number 22 uh, which has now come up into third place due to go another lap still um, so fascinating strategy it's only a four hour only four hour race um but uh, as i say the uh, the strategies do play out rather differently uh for all the different teams 
Um, right turn lover pointing out that uh, we briefly mentioned Laura Kreiharmer uh, sharing with Naomi Schiff in that lone KTM for VLN1. Laura is indeed the sister of Dom Kreiharmer. I wondered whether there was some connection there. And uh, right, right turn lover points out that we have commentated on Dominic Kreiharmer a number of times. Of course, we have Austrian driver in the World Endurance Championship for the Bicollis team. So Laura is Dom's sister and also uh, oh, some news on the Ferrari driver order as far as the 11 and the 22 is concerned Josh Barrett's been paying close attention to this so this was 20 minutes ago so for the last stops for the Ferraris Christian Menzel handing over to uh, Leonard Weiss and well, Leonard Weiss and the 22 uh, Oliver Kites started and changed over to Jochen Krumbach. So Kite's doing the opening stint. Krumbach stint number two in car 22. An hour 55 to go. It's interesting that the uh, we, we drew attention to the fact that the number 22 car was the leading premium class car. Sounds like fuel, doesn't it? Um, so the premium class car, which is the uh, silver and bronze drivers. Uh, the number 11 car is actually a pro uh, lineup with Christian Menzel and Nico Menzel. I presume one of those is a gold. Uh, and Leonard Weiss, the uh, the third driver in the number 11 car. So that's the uh, the pro uh, class. Still the 22 car. Uh, leading it pretty much uh, there are only two uh, premium class cars I think uh, everybody else is in the pro class so even though uh, the Ferrari is leading the class it will get far fewer points in uh, the S9 premium class than the drivers in the S9 pro class get beautifully said executed thank you for that the 99 car almost pushing this Porsche then through uh, hats and back needing to occupy the racing line exactly where the Porsche was and this BMW driver wanting to waste no time at all it will either be in the Rover Racing BMW um, it will either be Alex Sims, Jesse Crone or Conor Di Filippi they uh, all drive well, at a similar speed frankly with the leaving nothing on the table at all. There's the Opel Cadet working its way back across the line, about to be lapped then by Mercedes 48 and BMW 35 just tucked in behind as well. The 35 Volkenhorst entry as that allows racing room for the 98 BMW that is able to get up the inside. We go on board, in fact, with that uh, Rover Racing BMW M6 for Nicky Katzberg. Richard Westbrook and John Edwards picking off another position. So car 98, where is that in the order? Was jostling for position with 35 for 18th position. And the man filter car, yes, just up ahead. So at the start of this lap, it was 48 in 17th, 35 18th, 98 in 19th position. Well, the Katzberg, Westbrook, Ed, Ed, uh, Edwards cars just overtaken. Jonathan Hershey, Hunter Abbott and... Who else is in the 35 car? It's uh, Christian Cronjes uh, in the, the wheel of uh, that Volkenhorst Motorsport BMW M6. Heading through the fast right-hander and approaching the Vidal chicane then at the end of the Grand Prix track. Turn sharp left in a moment or two, which has been the location of quite a bit of incident this afternoon. Racing through till just beyond 
Central European time, remember, because of the delay much, much earlier on today with fog. And there is the 25, Muka Motorsport entered Audi. Car number 25, uh, Stefan Muka, Pierre Kaffer and Christy Jerns in their R8 LMS for Berlin-based Muka Motorsport. A team whose history is mainly in uh, open-wheel racing, bringing drivers through the junior categories in that and uh, certainly Formula 3 still have a team, a big team in the European Formula 3 Championship, running no doubt another four cars again in 2018. But also Muka Motorsport now in the DTM Championship, the German Touring Car Championship that visits uh, Nürburgring through the course of the season. Two more Caymans side by side. And don't take it as read that they are all in the Cup 3 category. If the car starts with a 9 and it's a Cayman, every chance that it will be a Cup 3 car. 9-4-0 still leads that division, by the way, after 12 laps. 9-4-9 is in second position and 9-79 in third in Cup 3. We also have Caymans in SP10 and in some of the V V categories, including V5. SP7 is headed by the number 70 car. The Is that Uwe Altsen? now in that 7-0 uh, car I think no, Uwe I've got a feeling it's not okay uh, I've got a feeling Uwe has finally uh, finally hung up his helmet oh I don't know um, about that I think he's, he's in the race oh no it is Uwe Altson I do yeah. beg your pardon it is uh, yeah there is another Altson uh, somewhere um, uh, an Altson junior but no Uwe is still uh, in that number 70 car and leading the class Johnny yeah, yeah uh, he's the only Altson in this race but uh, okay. we have had more than one in the past in previous VLN certainly sharing that car with Mike Sturzberg and what was due to be Philip Hamprecht but I can't see him on the latest timing and scoring so they may have an adjustment in the in the driving line up there uh, car 57 is second in SP7 car 57 is the Black Falcon Porsche 991 cup car of Manuel Metzger Orel Pschola and the driver simply known as Takis. We see uh, up and down the entry um, a number of uh, drivers in inverted commas because they are pseudonyms? Yes. Yes. Uh, pseudonyms for various reasons but prefer to be known uh, by their, uh, their nickname rather than their real name. Into the pit lane comes the race leader then, the Grello liveried 911 Manti Racing Porsche and... Tall gentleman jumping to attention, so I wonder whether that's Kevin Est who's about to clamber on board Kevin that is car. tall, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, that is Kevin Est getting into the car. And Earl Bamber, it was, I feel, who was getting out. So I think that's Earl uh, getting out of the car. Uh, and that was the second driver change for that car. So uh, I think it must have been Lawrence Van Tour starting, uh, Earl Bamber second and then Kevin Estra third we'll write that down and uh, because I've written it down it therefore has to be true exactly <laughs> uh, put it on Wikipedia as well and that will add <laughs> even more uh, emphasis <laughs> to the fact that it's true yes quite um, uh, into the race lead then goes that's not the race leader that's the other Wockenspiegel <laughs> team Monschau Ferrari uh, meanwhile the 
car which does lead the race looks a lot like the car that's on the screen <laughs> number 22 um, has already gone through and leads the race um, still in the pits is the Manti car and into second place now returns the pink Audi number 24 the BWT uh, entered car so uh, 22 goes into the lead into the pits comes the Falcon Motorsports uh, BMW uh, sorry Porsche the number four um, Falcon car that makes it its pit stop the BMW hasn't yet come through has it the number three car because that made its pit stop on the previous lap so uh, Falcon tyres with two cars, um, but making their pit stops on different laps. The uh, BMW stopping before the Porsche. Uh, so coming through into second place now is not going to be the Freins and Vantour Audi, uh, nor is it going to be the 99 Rover BMW because they're all making pit stops. Um, Yes, in fact, uh, we're still waiting for the second-place car to come through. Uh, and it may well be, if that Manti Porsche can get out first, then uh, it will retake second place. There's uh, Estra waiting for the car to be refuelled. Uh, and then even after he waits to be refuelled, he has to wait for the stopwatch because it's a minimum pit stop time. Uh, and then they will tell him to fire up the car and head on his way. I'm hoping that is Kevin. If it is, it's a new helmet design because um, a quick uh, image search would suggest he doesn't often have a day glow yellow helmet. So if it's not Kevin, it'll be Earl Bamber, I reckon. But um, I thought it was Earl getting out of the car. Yeah, I thought too. So that's probably new helmet design for Kevin Est. There's the 912, and right behind the 25 Audi from Muka Motorsport. So what position will this be for then, Paul? Uh, that will be for third place because right. everybody else is in the pits. What I'm not sure of is whether 911 will get out first. And we saw the 911 coming out, didn't we? So, yes. uh, yeah, it depends who else gets out of the pits. Um, whilst these two are going through, but they are nose to tail then, the 912. Uh, will be going through and inheriting, therefore, uh, yeah, it'll be third place and the Mooka Motorsport, uh, sorry, the BWT Audi will go through in fourth place. Um, Dr. Daniil making the point again, over half distance in and Paul Truswell sounding much better. He's either had a good brandy to sip or uh, his illness was merely a racing deficiency cured by a couple of hours of VLN. Well, that's a point. He's not been drinking. There's been a little bit of pasty consumption, but otherwise uh, he's been behaving himself. Don't give away my secret pasty consumption. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to have that on the sly and seeing uh, how well it would last through the next stint. Doing pretty well so far, as we all are. Hope you're enjoying it wherever you are around the world. Maybe you're taking us with you, audio only, but there is the opportunity, don't forget, of finding the pictures as well, either via the, well, mainly via the Radio Show Limited website, radiolamont.com. The Aston Martin 150 is another car we haven't mentioned an awful lot about. We haven't seen a great deal of that, at least, on 
the live stream. In Carb 150 is the Aston Vantage V8 in the SP10, no, SP8 class rather. So this is the car up against the 148 Audi, the BMW M3 GTR, that 140 car you'll remember had problems earlier on in the race. Ferrari 458 in that class, a Lexus RCF, another Audi, uh, Aston Martin Vantage, the 133 door motorsport Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo, and a Porsche Cup car as well. So a very varied field in SP8. Also caught a glimpse down the Dottinger Hur, uh, probably about 10 minutes or so ago now, of the other Lexus in the race. That looks very sporty indeed. The Lexus LC, which is a Toyota Gazoo racing entered car for 24-hour uh, specials up to three litres. Just the one car in SP Pro, as it's known. And it's Takeshi Tuchiaya, uh, Takemitsu Matsui and Naoi Gamo that drive the all-Japanese Lexus LC that uh, having only briefly glimpsed it looks a little bit like a, a baby super gt car very smart indeed car number three four five if we get the opportunity to see that again before the end into the turn the double turn at hats are back needing to be so so careful about that solid wall it's a bridge abutment basically to the right and if you do go a bit too deep into that left-hander that peels off the grand prix track you will know about it because that wall is the only thing that will win if you scrape the side of the car. But the 99 avoided it well and also stuck a lap on one of the Porsche Caymans too in Cup 3. So Rover Racing's 99 car by far the better placed, bearing in mind the 98 machine has now pitted one more time compared to the other SP9. So we're, we're up to two stops for race leaders three for car 98 99 on the other hand is in fifth position and going strongly trying to hunt down the Audi of Robin Freins and Dries van Tor the number four Falcon Motorsport Falcon tyre uh, car is doing rather well too labelled as fourth on the timing screwing last time around 911 leads from 22. Yeah, that's a false place for the uh, for the Falcon Porsche because it was uh, making a pit stop. So yeah. it will drop down next time around. Um, next time around, we should have the uh, Ferrari coming in. Um, now, I say we should have it coming in. That will be eight laps. But remember, uh, first stint, the Ferrari actually did nine laps, but that was including... Um, the um, pace lap, the formation lap, um, and whoever's at the wheel of the 22 Ferrari at the moment, which uh, must be jo uh, Jochen Krumbach, mustn't it? Because we're, we're told that. Uh, so Jochen Krumbach actually doing the fastest lap of that car on its previous lap. So uh, certainly not in fuel save mode. And eight minutes 5.693 uh, was the fastest lap for that car. Not the fastest lap of the race, because that was set uh, a few minutes ago by the number eight Audi. Remember the uh, WRT. Audi, which I think we decided was Dries Van Tour doing a time of 8 minutes 4.7, but not far off is the Ferrari uh, of the Wochenspiegel team, car number 22, due into the pits at the end of the lap that it is currently on. And there was a good opportunity to see both Wochenspiegel team Monschau Ferraris at close quarters then, because they'd found each other and weren't quite nose to tail, but 
clearly the 11 car with all the yellow bits on it and the 22 with all the red bits on it. Meanwhile, another Ferrari is in the pit lane. That's the 139 458. Five yeah. hmm. So that's an SP8 car, which, uh, as I mentioned, is up against a couple of Aston Martin Vantage V8s and the Lexus and the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. 22 in the pits, though. So 22 scored as the leader, but it came in the pit lane. And this is the SP9 Premium entered machine, remember? So still troubling the top of the timing and scoring screens. That will change as the 911 car completes this lap, though. Yes, strictly speaking, of course, they're in two entirely different races. In terms of points scored in the VLN, they'll get to... Uh, points for first place but less points available in the premium class than there is in the pro class um, but it should be the same length pit stop for the Ferrari this time um, as opposed to last time when it had to spend a little bit longer in the pits same length pit stop so we'll see the 22 resuming almost certainly in second place behind the Manti Porsche number 911 uh, and then the question is purely who's going to come out in third place um, as as best of the rest as it were my guess is that it will be the number four um the uh, falcon motorsports porsche which uh, was being shown in third place uh, we'll see when it comes out uh, and assuming that, that ferrari's pit stop is a trouble free one opal cadet getting plenty of airtime on the live stream which i'm Pleased to see it's a Cadet GSI, no less, in class H2. So up against a number of Renault Clio RS Cup cars. The Opel Manta's in H2. The Calibra number 621's also in there. And there are a couple of VW Golfs. The VW Jetta that I've already waxed lyrical about, class 625. And we've also got um, BMW 3 slash 1, whatever one of those is. Uh, and a I few can, more Clios as well. I can only imagine that's a Series 1, 3 Series. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> don't know. That is a bit of a mystery. Here comes the uh, race leader, though, the red wing-mirrored. Uh, in fact, we decided both the, the Manti cars had red, red wing-mirrors in the end, didn't we? It's just the extra green yes. that's on the, uh, on the 912 car. Anyway, it is the 911 that's coming through at the moment, coming through to complete his 16th lap, and as he does so, uh, take the lead of the race, although he completes his 16th lap in second place. Um, but he goes through just looking in the pit lane to make sure the Ferrari has is still in the pits. I'm pretty sure it is still in the pits. So there's the 912 coming through. Uh, and that car is... That's not going to come through in second place, is it? I'm going to turn this into a Manti 1-2. Ooh, OK. Um, goes wow. uh, that car through now. And I think it's going to get through ahead of the Falcon Motorsports Porsche, which we thought was going to come through in second place. Okay, well, we're looking out for where the number four car is, but the 912 and the 25 are still locked together. Manti Porsche from Muka Motorsport Audi R8. And those two cars then listed as... Well, possibly still waiting for the screen to update. 16 laps completed, or are we now 17 laps 16. in the book? Oh, that is correct then. So 22 yeah. from 911, then the 47 car... Which is the HTP Mercedes. Yes, it is. 
So that was the, that was the car that the screen missed going through. Okay. Um, of course, the 22 car is still in the pits, although it's now left the pits. What we're not sure of is where he has rejoined. There, the screen has the Mercedes. They're listening to us, uh, so they didn't miss him at all. Uh, so the 47 HTP Mercedes going through uh, at the Grand Prix loop, going up onto the Hudson back. Um, whilst coming towards us into the tear garden is the battle between the row racing BMW and the Lant Audi uh, just coming through now and they are going to come through in 8th, 9th and 10th places uh, with the Audi in the middle there, the Phoenix car which uh, had that, what I thought was a slightly longer pit stop earlier in the race, but Phoenix car certainly running well at the moment. In fact, going for the outside line as they go down into turn one, Johnny. Yeah, side by side and uh, a little bit of give and take necessary there as the number eight car turned right, 99 occupying the inside line for turn number one and the Audi Sport team WRT entered Audi then of Robin Frines and Dries Van Torsum. Clever driving necessary in order not to make contact with BMW 99 from Rover Racing. That's the Alex Sims, Jesse Crone and Connor DiFilippi car, which now, well, they're both pursued by the Lant Motorsport Audi as well in its white and green colours. Still backed by Monteplast. And that is uh, the car that was victorious um, in last year's Nürburgring 24 hours it'll be a different lineup though this time around of course with one or two drivers moving on but uh, I'm thinking mainly Conor Filippi, who was uh, in that driving lineup for the victory in 2017 and he is now a works BMW driver indeed racing for Rover this weekend Conor Filippi winning last year's 24 hours with Chris Meese, Marcus Winkelhock and Kelvin van der Linde. So 29, just the one Audi from Lant Motorsport this weekend. They had two at last year's 24 hours and that uh, controversy surrounding which tyres they were going to be running on, whether it be Michelin or Dunlop. Hour and a half still to go. And running now out of hats and back goes the 99 car that uh, was briefly displayed as in fifth place, but now it's rightful position 11th spot. And now we're moving into the, as you say, Johnny, an hour and a half to go, that phase of the race where the next pit stop, the time of the next pit stop is dictated by the... Uh, time to the end of the race rather than it being the length of your current stint so this is where you uh, you really want to push this stint to be as long as you can possibly make it so that your final pit stop is the shortest possible uh, one um, so in effect it doesn't matter how long this stint is you can push it as long as you want uh, and it's not going to increase the minimum pit stop time for your final stop so I think we can expect to see everybody pushing just as far as they can uh, namely eight laps on uh, this stint and let's keep our fingers crossed that the track remains uh, reasonably green uh, by which I mean we don't have very many yellow flag zones not that um, it's got grass all over it um, but uh, so the first of them most likely to make the pit stop is going to be the second place to Mercedes number 47 the HTP car having um, 
made its first pit stop after just five laps, then made its second pit stop after 13, uh, will be able to go uh, probably no further than lap 21, but we're on lap 17 at the moment, so some uh, good long distance running. Yeah, and you're obviously rewarded for a lengthy third stint like the first two there's a new bit of tarmac there I noticed as well on the in the braking area for the sprint tracker probably continues further down the Grand Prix track as well and this uh, towards the end of uh, the dotting of her is much darker uh, asphalt which suggests maybe that bit's been resurfaced over the winter period as well about 900 metres around Brunchen and Hoeracht were relayed over the winter Caymans battling in Cup 3 again head into Tiergarten and right behind them a couple of Cup 1 BMWs Cup uh, 5 BMWs rather in the M235i class just to keep you up to date with how Cup 5 is getting on the leader is still the number 1 car of Michael Shrine you said that as if you were defending. Uh, well, I was a little bit. Uh, defending champion, yes. And leading by uh, only uh, four seconds. Oh, that's more like it. So it's not a huge lead by any stretch of the imagination. 6.50 is in second position in Cup 5. And then the 6.66 car in third, ahead of the 6.94 BMW, the 6.79 and the 6.51. That is the top six in Cup 5. Porsche 123 turning right at the Sprint Strecker hairpin there. Porsche 123 being the uh, Special Ferdern GmbH H&R Porsche of uh, Mulner Motorsport. So Special Ferdern being the sponsor. H&R is the company. Ah. Um, uh, Special Ferdern is what they do. In other words, um, car accessories. Thank you. See, that's why we employ you, mainly <laughs> because of your uh, the ability to uh, speak German. Uh, Mulner Motorsport uh, is the organisation preparing that car, and Marcel Hopper and Moritz Krantz are the drivers, but H&R is the sponsor, as Paul says. Two cars coming into pit lane. Now, one of them looks to be a Vauxhall Astra OPC Cup car. We had a full class of those cars last year, just the one, though, in the entry, and tucked in behind... Is ah oh now it is a BMW from the Cup Five class and car six six six, which was a third place car. I seem to remember blue and black machine of Müller, Otter, and Poika. Meanwhile, here comes the nine one one Porsche that uh, heads down towards Tiergarten, and I think this is. The significant thing about the fact that it is leading the race is that at this stage in the previous stint, it was the HTP Mercedes that led the race, uh, having had the shorter pit stop because of its earlier uh, first pit stop, uh, the 911's pace. Um, did we establish that it was Kevin Estra driving it or not? We, we still had a doubt, didn't we? 
Um, but the 911's pace has meant that it goes through in the lead of the race, but not by very much uh, from the Mercedes in second place. I'd say that was no more than 10 seconds, the gap. Indeed, it's not. It's 6.2 seconds comes up on the screen now as those two head uh, through. But the Mercedes will have to make its pit stop sooner than the Porsche does, two laps sooner. Um, so, And then third place coming through now is the Ferrari number 22. Uh, now in the hands of Gail Weiss and uh, Weiss I'm assuming has taken over, I'm assuming there was a driver change at that previous uh, pit stop is a further 14.3 seconds down in the third place. It is Kevin Estra because uh, he's got a new helmet for 2018 so that's the reason why I couldn't find any previous images of it. He's gone for the Grello helmet to match the Grello car which makes perfect sense. Excellent. And was tweeting about it earlier on. Yes, so it was his um, uh, physique that um, put us onto it being Estra, I think, rather than anything else. Yes. Um, and uh, you can't hide your physique even when you're wearing a helmet. That's true. No, it's, it's more about whether the commentators uh, take these th- sort of things in, <laughs> yes. namely me. But obviously I have done subconsciously, speaking to Kevin and uh, often having to look up a little bit. But uh, he is um, tremendous. GT driver, particularly around this place, and of France, but an adopted German, I'm sure, these days. Heading now into, now that's the 912 car, so a bit further back for the second of the Manti Racing machines. And we've also got one or two concerns about the SP10 leader, the 188 Aston Martin, the Weber Krebs. Schwerfeld um, Aston Martin seems to have gone missing after 13 laps reports Josh Barrett so car 188 former SP10 leader possible concerns for that car let's just see what else is happening in SP10 still labelled as the 188 car although as I say that no we've got 177 now through 191 into second 163 into third, so yes, 188, conspicuous by its absence, and that means... Skipping down to 102nd overall, I make it. 188, okay. So that means that the 177, the Phoenix Racing Audi, is now the new leader in SP10. That's the Milan Doncia and Nikolai Molomadsen car. Caught up in a little bit of traffic there is the 98 Rover Racing BMW M6. This is the car about to cross the line in something like 16th position there or thereabouts and we've got what Mercedes just tucked in behind as well and Mercedes is with a 30 car that is very close on the screen at least to car number 98 no, 30 is a Porsche yes, the Fricadelli car the uh, the number 30 car this is uh the Lance David Arnold driven maybe that was your Mercedes moment um, with uh, Alex Muller and Matt Campbell the Australian driver um, driving in the Fricadelli car yeah. uh, for a long time that of course was Sabina Schmidt's uh, car the other one uh, two Fricadelli cars the other one being driven by Klaus Abelin uh, and uh, Fernandez Laza, Felipe Fernandez Laza with Norbert Ziedler so good driver lineups in the two Fricadelli Porsches mm but um, performing as high up the field perhaps as we would have expected. No, I, 
I don't remember seeing them as no, yet. I mean, the, the Mercedes I was trying to identify must therefore be the 13 car because it was tucked in behind the 98 BMW. Car 13 is a Mercedes. Yeah, that's the, the Assenheimer, Assenheimer car, yeah. yeah. Driven by Patrick Assenheimer, Clemens Schmidt and Jeroen Blekemolen. So oh, I don't think Jeroen's driving it. I've only got uh, Clemens Schmidt as the driver uh, of that car. Rightio. And that car then is uh, 18th position with supposedly the 30 not very far away. As there goes the 12 Manti. Otto Close, Lars Kern, Dennis Olsen. Porsche Cayman, number 266, which is a, an SP4T car. So that's a Cayman S718. And Peter Bonken, Marco van Ramshort are the drivers. German and Dutch duo with a very sort of Porsche livery on that car as well with the half and half white and black with a bit of orange detailing on it as well maybe carrying some damage to that front bumper but that's a class SP4T for again 24 hour specials between 2 and 2.6 litres mit turbo lader with a turbocharger and nothing wrong with your German Johnny oh well GCSEs were a long time ago for me, but <laughs> little bits stick. And that's the only SP4T entered car. In fact, we only have one SP4 as well. There's uh, plenty of classes only with one car in, so room for expansion expansion throughout the year. The, the, the problem with these uh, classes with only one car in, in, for example, Creventic races, if you have a class with only one car in, they'll merge the classes together, um, whereas the VNN doesn't do that. They keep the classes separate, and even if there's only one car, you still race in, in your class. However, your points that you get for winning the class um, are... I've, I've forgotten how many you get for winning the class of one, but it's not very many. Um, so, you know, they, you... you you kind of suffer for the fact that other people don't uh, join your class and it's up to you to find another car that you can drive in a different class if you want to score more points which is um, without doing Michael Fry down uh, what he is very aware of in terms of his ability to score championship points is yeah, he's, he tries and gets his points in uh, other classes now we've got an incident on the Dessinger Hoa there Johnny with um, cars getting used to driving um, <laughs> four or five abreast and not being able to do so at the moment because there's a service vehicle on the track which is doing about 40 kilometers an hour and everybody else is having to slow down uh, no overtaking and do 40 kilometers an hour as well so uh, normally what happens when that oh no i see what's happening the service vehicle is saying no overtaking because uh, normally in a situation like that the service vehicle will allow you to overtake so what we're getting here is a huge bunching up effect johnny mm. uh, and that doesn't really help matters um because all those uh, uh, hard effort that you did to try and open up a gap between yourself and the next man uh, is being wasted now they are now waving cars past uh, normally as i say what would happen in a situation like this is the service vehicle will wave cars past the uh, the breakdown truck um, and that enables you to um, to kind of continue on with your race now you can tell us how many points you get for finishing first in a class of one I reckon it's five yes um, and how many do you get for finishing in a class of 25 uh, if for winning a class of 25 you'd get 
9.8. Is that right? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Okay. The beauty of the scoring system is that you end up with still sensible numbers of points scored at the end of the year. uh, Whereas in some other uh, categories, NASCAR, uh, you end up with (laughs) 5,873 points at the end of the year. It does mean that you, if you finish 25th in a 25-car class, though, you get a fifth of a point. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, I mean, so there's lots of decimal decimal points. Oh, we, we had great fun at the final round of last year's uh, championship, John and I did, when uh, we were trying to do all of these calculations uh, while we were going, of course. And um, <laughs> it, it was all going down to the uh, to several decimal places. Um, but uh, yes, well, I suppose we're used to that from timing systems, so why not for points uh, championships as well? Absolutely, absolutely. It's all ways of getting uh, more, more points than the, the other person, so... Uh, I, I do like the fact that it's you know it's all down to though how many cars are in your class. I mean it spans from a single car class all the way to 25 cars, and we have 24 in SP9. But we'll remind you that for 2018 they're not all lumped together in the same division. Finally, this long line of cars that got caught up behind the recovery vehicle are unleashed. You can overtake straight away. Well, yeah, that was the bizarre thing somehow because normally they would wave past um, the cars and I think it was purely because um, some of the cars were being waved past but they weren't responding to the waving and of course uh, that meant that along with the yellow flag which meant no overtaking we did get this huge traffic jam built up but that has meant that we have uh, a very close battle indeed now for the lead of this race because uh, the 47 car has come right up onto the tail of the 911. 912 has closed up right onto the tail of it so the two Mantai cars sandwiching the Mercedes first, second and third uh, separated by nothing at all as they cross the start finish line. Uh, then in fourth place is the pink Mucka Motorsport Audi, number 24 in fourth. In fifth place is the Ferrari, um, which will think, OK, this is a bit of an advantage for it. Uh, and then in sixth place is the number four Falcon Motorsports Porsche. Uh, right Turn Lover reporting that, unfortunately, the 188 had an accident en route to Schwabenschwanz. That's the second of the carousels, isn't it? Yes. The Swallow's Tail. Yeah. Uh, so the Kleiner Carousel and the area is still under code 60, according to Right Turn Lover. So unfortunately, the former SP10 leader appears that that car may well be out of the race now with only an hour and 18 minutes to go. You're not going to recover the ground that uh, that car is still losing. And I don't know how badly damaged it is. Over the bridge towards Hatsenbach goes uh, one of a couple of... Ah, there it is, in fact. There is the 188 car on the back. So it was that car, Paul, being recovered on the flatbed. It's just arrived now to the right of the track at Hatsenbach. And that car certainly out of the race. It's caught on the wrong side of the track now. And it looked to be damaged, although not necessarily down the left-hand side of the car on board we go and you can hear the noise in the background the engine of the number two get speed performance Porsche this is 20th position and second of the SP9 premium entries so the Jans Bockman driven car that's Jans and Bockman that uh, just powers its way now through the really fast stuff you can tell that uh, they're on that section, probably out of Adenauer Forest. It is really quick down towards Metzgersfeld because uh, there's barely any let-up in the engine. Or was it, in fact... No, it's much, much later on in the lap. Yeah, it's coming, coming in towards the Tiergarten, isn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah. Carousel, OK. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, what, what that... Um, 
situation on the Dottinger Hoa has caused is the top five cars now uh, are less than two seconds apart, or probably out on the circuit now, they'll be more like three or four seconds apart, but the top five, absolutely nose to tail. Um, normally, racing on the Nordschleife, um, you don't have what I call the safety car effect, bunching cars up. Um, but that situation we had, and I think it was largely caused by one driver who refused to overtake the uh, the flatbed, um, and everybody else being extremely disciplined about it. I have to say that um, was uh, has caused this concertinering effect, um, and certainly the t- top five are circulating now pretty much nose to tail. Unfortunately, the Rover BMW isn't amongst them, so we aren't getting any uh, any driver's eye uh, view of it because uh, otherwise that would have been. Uh, um, a, uh, that would be a fairly spectacular um, view to watch. They're in sector three at the moment, uh, although, as Johnny mentioned a little while ago, some of the sector timing's not quite working. Um, the, the frost might have got to them over the winter, um, and uh, so some work for Vega timing to do um, to go out and sort out the sectors. And uh, then... So we'll have to wait until we see the cars again on the Dottingahoa, but uh, I think the prospect is for it to be very close indeed, although, uh, unfortunately, with the 47 Mercedes, one of the first cars due into the pit lane. Good sector times being shown, though, by the number five Phoenix Racing Audi. That's the Frank Stippler, Chris Haaser, Frederick Verwisch driven R8 LMS. And uh, some of the cars going very well compared to those up ahead the question is whether the gaps are just a bit too much now to close down but there's no question about it we've got a race on our hands involving the top five cars certainly there's more probably track treatment taking place there that wasn't a flatbed being overtaken by the 960 Porsche Cayman the Teichmann racing entered car which has uh, recently been running in the top three in Cup 3 just give you an update on where the 960 car is yeah still third in Cup 3 trying to hunt down 949 and 979 here's the number 11 Ferrari heading back across the line that's, that's the Ferrari that seems to have the camera magnets on it, doesn't it? Every time yeah. I look at that car, I think, oh, here we go. That's the uh, the second place car, but it's not. It's the uh, the number 11 car, which is uh, has fallen right the way down outside the top 20 now. It's down in 23rd place. Uh, the 22 car is circulating at the back, or at least it was at the start of this lap, uh, circulating at the back of the uh, group of cars, which were bunched up behind the race leader. Um, but we'll see whether or not it's been able to make up some places, because the Ferrari has proved itself to be very rapid uh, and I just wonder with this slow running will again enable that 22 car to be able to make an extra lap on its fuel we'll have to wait and see how that one uh, pans out yes yeah, so the Leonard Weiss and the two Mentzels driving the 11 car Christian and Nico 22 of more interest to us at the moment purely because that's slightly better placed in the order one or two people have uh, dropped a couple of wheels off the track and into the gravel trap it would appear out of that fast left hander that leads to the right hand kink on the sprint strecker but thankfully I don't think anyone's gone properly into the gravel there's a very uh, deep gravel trap in terms of its distance from the edge of the track all the way to the tyre barrier 
designed to slow cars down if they do have a big off-track moment there um, out of the Michael Schumacher S and then on towards the Vidal Chicane. BMW Cup 5 cars have reached a point in time where they can pit and I'm sure now for the final time with an hour and well, just under 15 minutes to go an all-Argentinian driving lineup for this BMW. If I know my flags well enough, let's just have a look to see who that may well be. 696. 696, indeed. Uh, looked like there were three drivers listed, only two on the entry list, though. Frederico, uh, Carlos Frederico Braga and Alejandro Alejandro. Char one in the team Securetal Sorg Ren Sport car 696, which is back on the move now. Tricarici is the uh, third driver of that car, Johnny, but I can't offer you a Christian name for him, I'm afraid. Okay, thank you for that. So, we've got um, well, that will be four Argentines then in the race because there's another one in car six, sorry, 966. One of the Porsche Caymans from Cup 3. There is uh, 696 then just taking its time to get back up to speed and will be overtaken by the Honda Civic of Frank Kuhlman, Mark Giesbrecht and Timo Drossinger, which is the 511 Honda Civic Type R from Class V3. And there's Porsche 101 turning right at uh, the first corner, which is uh, another get speed entry already mentioned the two Americans John Schoffer and Janine Hill to drive that with Arno Klassen in Cup 2 six cars in Cup 2 for this first race of the year and I wonder whether it's 101 leading that class yes it is 101 from 123 and the 103 car Two Charleses, Putman and Espen Laub, not missing the opportunity to race at the Nürburgring this weekend. They're there in the 110 car, currently fourth then in their class, ahead of the 133 uh, Porsche. Six cars were due to be in Cup 2, it's just the five though. It's just the five still running, I think it was five that started as well. Leading cars have uh, gone through and completed another lap, Johnny, uh, in the same order, surprisingly enough. Um, they were separated on the previous lap by uh, just two seconds. And uh, going through on the completion of this one, uh, the uh, Kevin Estra Porsche has opened up a gap of some 3.6 seconds on the uh, Bauman, no, it'll be Eduardo Mortara now, went in at the wheel of the uh, number four. No, it's still Dominic Bauman, isn't it? At the wheel of the 47 Mercedes. So Don Bauman uh, still in second place. He is exactly a second ahead of the 912 Mantai Porsche, uh, who is then three seconds ahead of the number 24 BWT Audi. Uh, those four cars, which were also close together, um, having got separated out. I would only imagine because of traffic around the circuit. Still the Ferrari then of the Wochenspiegel team uh, close behind, but that dropped another five seconds on that lap. Um, 
say through no fault of his own, um, but probably through traffic. Uh, so the Ferrari dropping down five seconds uh, on the, the cars ahead of him, and so he's still there in fifth place. And there's about ten seconds of a gap before we get the next one up, which is the. Um, number 48 Mercedes uh, that's the Matt Filter car isn't it? 48 yes um, the yeah, bright yellow uh, coloured car that's in 6th place and then in 7th place is the Falcon Tyres um, Porsche number 4 which is uh, another uh, 7 or 8 seconds behind 8th is number 99 Rover Racing BMW 9th is the number 29 Land Motorsport uh, Audi and in 10th place is the uh, number 8, the dark very dark black and red WRT entered car of Robin Fryens and Greece Van Tour Oh, big incident there, now is that a puncture that's gone or maybe even an engine for a BMW, it might just be tyre rub but it looks slightly more race ending than that and it's relatively even as it comes out of the rear of the car so it's not just coming from one corner it's the 198 BMW which is now looking very slow indeed it didn't thankfully get onto the Nordschleife because if that had happened a few corners later then it would not have been a quick recovery and it's uh, an engine overheating quite possibly for 198 Yes, and that, uh, that car not even going towards the pit lane entrance. He pulled off on the right-hand side on the way up to the Coca-Cola corner, which is where the uh, track turns off to the right-hand side. Uh, but instead of that, what he's actually done is turned into the service road, which, uh, as far as memory serves, that uh, turns into a flight of stairs, which leads you into the back of the paddock rather than uh, a roadway that you can use for uh, driving back. So, uh, yeah, that does, as you say, look like a race-ending car. Who was it? Uh, it's the 198 Manhella Racing entered BMW of Staffan Manhella and Kurt Struber. Uh, BMW E46 from SP6. Another category we've not really mentioned a great deal about. So what sort of cars do we find in SP6? Six of them on the entry list. There are two BMW M3s. There's a Porsche Cayman, a Porsche GT3 and a 997 Cup car together with that now. What looks like retirement for the E46. I'm uh, indebted to... Rob Udalutikhaus, who is the regular uh, timing and scoring team member at timeservice.nl, who timed things like the 24H series, amongst others, and uh, he sent this message a little while ago, actually, but when I was scratching my head about exactly what was being displayed in the Sector 4 column on the timing screen, 13 minutes for a sector, that's bizarre. It's the time of day which makes a lot more sense. So uh, Sector 3 clearly has got a glitch. We're just not getting any information on that at all. Sector 4 is now telling me 1,500 hours and 30 minutes. So that is still useful to an extent because we can tell when cars go through that sector. Not time from the start of the lap, of course, but just uh, a time stamp, if you like, for all the cars that break the beam, the timing loop. Can, can you ask four. Rob why... <laughs> Well, he's listening to this, yes. and he's writing now. You know when you get that little symbol to say somebody's oh, typing? Right. Yes. Uh, so he's clearly listening right now, and uh, we may get a response. Why, Rob? Um, connect- connection issue for Sector 3 is maybe more easily explained. Because um, local wildlife like these sort of cables sometimes. Um, 
So it might be that, might be something else. But the 163 car is uh, safely into sector two now between the Sprint Strecker and Arenberg underneath the bridge. Yokohama Bridge and down through the Foxhole still leading the way car 911 by 3.6 seconds from the 47 of Mortara van der Zander and Don Bowen the 912 car which is the Richard Leitz Nick Tandy Patrick Pile car steadily has been working its way up the order there's the 345 the Lexus LC as I say looks a bit like a, a baby super GT car very svelte indeed that uh, newish Lexus it's a full Toyota Gazoo racing entered car with an all Japanese driving lineup and the Japanese have uh, really taken to this race in the last well 10 to 15 years I'd say. I mean this is effectively where the computer game Gran Turismo grew from and the, the, the fact that, that uh, this track is on that game that was the, the maker of Gran Turismo falling in love with the Nordschleife and the challenge that it brings. Uh, I think um, what we're signalling there is uh, that Lexus are going to be playing perhaps a much larger role uh, in the Nürburgring 24 yeah. hours uh, and of course say so you can't really do much better than uh, testing here um, another fairly major, it's just a uh, barrier replacement isn't it that's I going so. on. Uh, this is shortly before the Schwalbenschwanz in uh, that area of the circuit uh, um, down there, it's around the Stefan Beloff S, um, and so in the last quarter, last third of the uh, of the circuit, the leaf uh, blower was out as well, not to blow leaves off the, leaves off the track, but actually a little bit of excess quick dry, I think, and gravel. You can overtake now, as indicated by either the 24 or the 25 Audi. Difficult to tell those two cars apart; they run in pretty much the same livery. We're on board with the 57 Black Falcon car. Are they both running in pink? I think only 24 was running in pink. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I won't. Um, we'll, we'll work that one out. Yes. I'm feeling only the 24 is in pink. Um, here comes the race leader, though, 911. He'll be coming up to complete 20 laps this time, uh, and it will be a slower lap. And um, say so we're looking therefore at. Certainly only 27, possibly only 26 laps for the whole race. Um, and so Kevin Estra, that's uh, 20 laps now in the books for uh, Kevin. And the gap between himself and the Mercedes, if it is still the Mercedes in second place, we're seeing on the screen the number four Porsche, which has slipped uh, back by my reckoning to fifth place. Um, see who has come through first, yes, in fact the first four cars uh, coming through much uh, no, pretty much the same distances apart as they were on their previous lap, all of them lapping in the 838s 837s um, the fastest of them in fact was 912 Patrick Pile, Nick Tandy, Ricard Leeds uh, of them that time, so it's 911 leading then from, from Mercedes number 47, Eduardo Mortara uh, sorry, Dominic Bauman uh, then 912 in third place, then the number 24 Audi uh, which is the pink one. Um, <laughs> well, it is a pink one. The indication from Muka Motorsport is that uh, they're going to be both running in the same livery. Okay. But, um, I, right. My only question then is that if they're not, I haven't seen the 25. The 24 is definitely in pink, but I don't recall seeing a, a, 
a Mooka Motorsport car, therefore, which you would expect to be orange, being in it the is. traditional Peter Mooka colours. Okay. That can be our, um, our project for the final hour it of the can. race, Rob, uh, Johnny, because we're moving into the final hour now. Yes. And uh, we'll say, try and pick that one out as we go through. So 20 laps now completed and still the top four cars separated by less than 10 seconds. In fifth place is the Ferrari, which again lost time on that lap. Uh, and I wonder if that's number 22 car. This is Gail Weiss, um, who is the least experienced of the drivers, struggling with the pace. This, uh, as Johnny keeps reminding us, the premium class car. Um, and it's still leading the way as far as its premium uh, class car is concerned. In fact, he's coming into the pits, that's why. Mm -hmm. So, number 22 into the pits, and that's, um, let me hazard a guess, Gail Weiss handing the car back to Oliver Kynes. Um So, that will be the third pit stop for that car, three drivers. So, as I say, I think it'll probably go back to Oliver Kynes now. Uh, Rob's message that he was, in inverted commas, typing merely says, nice to hear you, Johnny, almost break on my name. I thought I did rather well there, but Rob's always disagreed with me. He, he never thinks the pronunciation is quite as good as I think it is. Um, no, we'll just call Dutch him Rob. People, Dutch people are like that. Nobody can pronounce Dutch like Dutch people. No, no. There are certain vowel sounds there that uh, we will be spending the lifetime trying to sort. So I suppose it needs to be uh, bred very early on. Um, but Rob... I'll call you Rob from now on. That's nice and simple. Still don't need, still don't uh, have an answer as to why, quite why, Sector 4 is giving us a time of day, though, rather than a time from the start line. If there's a... Just purely for, for us, timing geeks, we would like to know, presumably something something is wrong in the... Uh, how the, how the programme's been written. With an hour to go here it's at the Nürburgring. It's a feature. A feature. Three Porsches having to sneak through there on the left side of a BMW. One of them does dart towards the pit lane there. Almost looked like they were all part of the same team. Two of them certainly are. One with a red roof, one with a white roof. These might be the two Fricadelli cars then, are they? One will be numbered 30, yes, and the other one is 31. So there we go. That's the first bit of attention we've shown to Fricadelli. Did you say they one of them went to the pits or did not? Uh, no, there was another car that looked very much like a Fricadelli car, which I think is the two. Yes, number two get that speed car has machine. went to the pits. Yes, okay, yeah. happy with that. But the two uh, Fricadelli proper cars, 13 and 31, do stay out and now have in a moment a Cayman to overtake. So this is the final pit stop for the number 22 Ferrari, uh, which has now completed. It's out of the pit lane. Uh, and also into the pits has come, uh, as Johnny just said, the uh, Gigaspeed Porsche 2. Um, that car was in 17th place. And I just wonder if we also had a pit stop there for number 48. Yes, I think we did. So the other car which stopped... Uh, out of sync, as it were, early on in the race. The 48-man uh, filter Mercedes that also uh, making a pit stop with an hour of the race remaining. There is the uh, Get Speed car that came in then in from in between the Fricadelli sandwich and the Jans and Bockman, uh, Steve Jans, and Marek Bockman, uh, Porsche, 
lot of dust and grime on the track heading up to the Vidal chicane there. And I was trying to work out whether that was a car maybe recovering from a moment and bringing gravel back onto the track, whether it was a car that looked a bit smoky, sort of akin to that BMW that expired in a very similar area, or quite what was going on. But there seemed to be a lot of dust or smoke in that vicinity approaching the Vidal chicane and then just before hats and back and uh, cars going at differing speeds but the faster SP9s were able to stay out of trouble and work their way through that you never know when a lap of this place might bite and it'll have nothing to do with you either you'll be going about your business thinking we've had a great race to this point and then bang something totally out of your control uh, destroys your race or changes it radically so you have to keep your concentration focused throughout I mean this place does have somehow the feeling of uh, keeping your attention all the way through particularly when you're caught on the Nordschleife in amongst traffic and up ahead of us now in the 101 car is a Mercedes in GT4 spec I remember being at Spa for last year's uh, 24H series visit up to 12 hour on that occasion but the GT4s appeared for that outing for the Touring Car Championship there and it was good to have an HTP example of the brand new AMG in GT4 there's also a Black Falcon car as well as out of the hairpin at the carousel goes the other Giga Speed Porsche and this is problems for a Rover Racing BMW now is this the 99 or the 98 car stopped out on the track no damage that I can see so this looks to be a mechanical drama for car 99 which is the Alex Sims Jesse Crone and Connady Filippi car and that was the better placed wasn't it yes it was this is the one that uh, I was going to say has had a fault free run but it's not the troubled one um but the question is how it's got there because uh, it's now being reversed and my guess is that was reversed by the car being in reverse gear. Um, now this looks like it is... Hmm. Where on the track is what you're trying to work out, isn't it? Yeah. Um, fairly early in the lap, I would suggest. Um, just beyond Ardenau Forst. Um I might find an answer as to what that, all that uh, smoke stroke dust was. Um, there was quite a bit of clear-up necessary after the BMW expired in that sort of area, so I think it was probably just a oh, bit cement of dust. cement dust that was being down, kicked up. Dried up, and then that being kicked up later, yes. That makes sense. But the next uh, pressing issue is to work out exactly what's happened to the 99 BMW and exactly where on the track this problem has hit. No idea who's at the wheel, I'm afraid. But it is either... Alex Sims, Jesse Crone or Connor Filippi. If it's Connor, such great success for him last year in the 24 hours at the wheel of an Audi, but it looks like the first VLN is going to end in disaster for the 99 BMW after that was on course for, well, certainly a top 10 finish. Might have even broken into the top five come the finish if they've been able to keep up the speed. Close here for the lead of the race with the 911 and the 47 so the 911 Manti Racing Porsche versus the 47 HTP Motorsport Mercedes one of those cars that's not in a lurid coloured scheme understated from HTP Motorsport in a flat grey with the 
off-centre red body stripe and having to go somewhat off-centre through the Tiergarten sequence of corners there. Well off the racing line was the 47 Mercedes to stay out of the way of slow-moving traffic. There's a crabbing BMW here, which looks like a near-standard road car. That's, that's surely a member of the public that's just worked his way out onto track. No, it does have a race number, car 480, and it is crabbing from the rear, and that looks like suspension failure or damage rather than a puncture. I think all four tyres are inflated, but that rear left wheel is doing a bit of steering along with the front two. So this car will be diving into pit lane very quickly indeed. He did get the odd race car that looks like it's been driven to the circuit in the morning and may well be driven back as well. But uh, to get the owner home again this evening, that's going to need some work in the pits. The other uh, Manti Racing Porsche is making a stop, car 912. And here's the 29 Lant Motorsport Audi now approaching Tiergarten, having just stuck a lap on the... GT4 Black Falcon Mercedes right behind is the BMW so Lat Motorsport being 29 behind therefore is possibly the number 3 BMW I don't remember mentioning an awful lot about but that's the Jens Klingman and Peter Dumbrecht car that's the, uh, the Falcon BMW as opposed to the Falcon Porsche which is up in uh, what is now turning into third place uh, with final pit stops uh, taking place. You told us about the HTP car in the pits, 912 car is also in the pits. Uh, other cars have gone through. The Ferrari number 22 has already made its pit stop. Um, we think to handing from Gail Price back to Oliver Kimes, but he uh, was in fifth place but will be losing ground as a result of uh, having made his pit stop. But what the Ferrari team will be hoping or the uh, Rinaldi Racing Group will be uh, hoping is that because they've got enough fuel aboard to get their car to the finish that they'll be able to make up the ground as the remainder of this race pans out but you have to say Johnny having won this race last year Manti Racing uh, are looking very strong mm. uh, with a car in the lead and a car in the pits <laughs> for a scheduled stop I hate to uh, yes uh and yes, last year's victory was, I'm told, a first because it was the, let me get this right, first time in VLN, a win by an all-French crew. Roman Dumas, Fred Makaviki and Patrick Pile. Roman and Fred not here this year. Patrick Pile is. And racing with Nick Tandy and Richard Leitz in the 9-1-2 car so unlikely that Pile is going to get back-to-back -back victories in VLN 1 still not convinced actually that the BMW had spotted which is the Empower livery car was uh, the one I was talking about because yes as you say the Falcon Motorsport BMW number three I would expect to be in Falcon colours it is yeah okay so it wasn't that it wasn't the Peter Dumbrecht car and the Jens Klingman machine not sure then which BMW that was. We've already talked about it. It's the one with the Total and the Empower colours on it. Anyway, here's the 22 Ferrari, and that is heading into Tiergarten now. The uh, this is the Georg Weiss, Oliver Kainz, uh, and 
Jochen Krumbach car. Yeah, that's just completing his outlap, having made a pit stop on his previous lap. Uh, and he comes through now in 11th place. Now, that's going to be a pretty tall order uh, to be able to get... Uh, well, he's going to be able to climb up through the, uh, through the field, but how much up through the field, I don't know. Uh, he's three and a half minutes behind the race leader. Uh, Kevin Estra, but Kevin Estra is still with one pit stop to do. Now, of course, every extra lap that uh, the cars that are still out there can do uh, is a shorter pit stop. Um, so that's why um, the Manti Porsche will be uh, trying to go for his full eight laps, which will take him up to lap 23, which is this lap plus another one. But uh, the Ferrari, having already made its final pit stop, will be charge to get uh, as far up the field following his pit stop but I think he's going to be uh, struggling to get onto the podium at this rate actually but nevertheless um, looking good for premium honours in the SP9 class so there was a glimpse of the 22 this is the 11 Ferrari overtaking the only KTM in the entry for Laura Cryhammer and Naomi Schiff and the 11 Ferrari just heading out of the final chicane then to head back across the line and this uh, 11 car is an all-pro lineup remember two Metzels and Leonard Weiss running in 23rd position and 20th in SP9 Pro making a stop with 40, just less than 48 minutes to go. Very nearly contact, actually, as the BMW peeled off to the right from the fast lane into the working area of the pits. And the Ferrari driver had to be alert there. So, 47 minutes to go. And very much back-timing now. The race are the teams. The 18 Porsche being manoeuvred in the background, I noticed there just on its way out of the pits. I think he was just being manoeuvred in order to get himself uh, from his fueling position. Sometimes the where the fueling line is is not quite where you want it to be. Yeah. Um, so you have to kind of put the, put the car up on its dollies to manoeuvre it. But uh, the number 18 car back out again. This is the uh, Chris Team 75 Bernhardt uh, entry, which uh, hasn't had a stunning debut in BLN. Oh, no, no, 10th place for your Bergmeister and Matteo, Matteo Cairoli, uh, just inside the top 10 and having just completed their final pit stop. Now, peering into the Ferrari, number 11, I couldn't tell you who that was, frustratingly. I thought we might be getting another driver to add to our list there. May have been one of the Mensels. Just adjusting don't, the uh, helmet. Don't know, uh, any of them? To be no, honest. I Nico don't. Christian Menzel and Leonard Weiss. Uh, it should be Nico Menzel as third driver, but of course okay. this is the final pit stop. Uh, we were told it was Menzel Weiss, the first two drivers, uh, and then Nico Menzel was to have been the third. But this being its third pit stop, seemed to be the driver staying at the wheel. Yes, I'd say that was Nico Menzel then staying behind the wheel for the final stint at the wheel of the number eleven. Poppenspiegel team Monschau Ferrari currently in 21st place but uh, uh, that'll be slipping down as a result of being in the pits the Manti Porsche number 911 Kevin Estre goes into the final sector of the 
Nürburgring uh, Rules Life. The final sector, incidentally, uh, is just at the beginning of the Dottingahoa. Um, the uh, sector points are... Uh, the first sector is as they go out onto the uh, Nordschleife. The second sector is just before Arenberg. Uh, the third sector is uh, further round, uh, just beyond Bergwerk, uh, just before Bergwerk uh, at Breitscheid. And then, so the fourth sector is the longest one, but uh, not all the sector loops seem to be working bigger solutions this weekend, although they are providing us with uh, excellent time this morning thus far, and the race leader then has already gone through, still with one pit stop to make for Kevin Estra, but uh, uh, as I said before, it, he will be able to go one more lap to the end of lap 23, and then the final uh, stop will be shorter than any of his competitors. Into the pits comes the number 24 Audi the BWT Audi Sport team car of Nico Muller, Mike Rockefeller and Marcus Winkelhock. Actually, it's just Nico Muller and Marcus Winkelhock, isn't it, in the uh, 24 car. He comes in then for his final pit stop and through into second place, therefore, goes the Falcon Tyres Porsche, which is a pretty good run, actually, um, in a kind of understated way. Klaus Bachler and Sven Muller sharing the driving and that car through into second place, but with still one more pit stop to make. Uh, more discussion, uh, mainly amongst our own team, about why Sector 4 isn't working correctly. And Well, Sector 3 is dead entirely, and it would seem that that needs to be rewired, possibly as a result of uh, some issues over the winter. It might have been the freezing temperatures. It might have been, as I say, local wildlife nibbling through wires. But um, Tim Gray, our executive producer, although thank you, by the way, today to Kerry and to uh, engineer in training, Louise, who uh, is uh, being looked after by Kerry just the other side of the desk, doing a grand job. I assume we're still on air, are we? I've no, I've no idea. No, I'm just eating the sausages. Fair enough. It might just be you and I talking to each other, but the people are messaging back, so we must be being heard somewhere. Um, Tim makes the point, though. He is somewhere in the building. If Sector 3 isn't working, then the time of day is all that Sector 4 can produce. It can't work out what the time taken to complete Sector 4 is, because it times back to 3, and therefore it must revert to a time of day rather than the length of time it's taken from 3 to 4. That makes sense to me. Um, but also, Rob, Udelutikaus. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, Rob, I just uh, couldn't resist Audeluticus. that. Udelutikaus. Okay, it's definitely house. Yes. Because as in Patrick Houseman. Uh, same spelling. Now, what did Rob say? I've got various different ways of communicating <laughs> with people here. He said he'd been experiencing a similar problem at Zolder. Um, where a digger went through a timing wire and well, has basically destroyed the, the whole setup there. So they're having to do quite a bit of rewiring now. My, my thought was resurfacing doesn't always help timing loops. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that, uh, that may have been the problem as well. Um, apropos of timing loops, though, fastest lap of the race thus far uh, to uh, the number 29 Audi, um, which is the Lant Motorsport Audi. Um, should we suggest it's Kelvin van der Linde? Um, could be. Anyway, it's done an 8 minutes 4.058, so fastest lap of the race uh, for that car. It's in fourth place, number 29, and uh, so 
you were suggesting that Lant Motorsport, uh, or at least Conor de Philippi, wasn't going to be able to uh, repeat what he did. But Lant Motorsport on a bit of a charge at the moment, uh, in fourth place with the number 29 Audi. One pit stop still to come, though. So uh, this is going to be the interesting thing at the end of this lap, um, as 911. Uh, currently in sector three, uh, will come through at the end of lap 22 into the pits on lap 23, uh, and then will be. Um, it won't be in the last half hour of the race, so it will be a timed pit stop, but uh, it will be the shortest possible timed pit stop for uh, the 911 car. And a faster lap still there from, and that must be proof that it is uh, Oli Kynes back at the wheel of the 22 Ferrari because he gets down to an 8 minutes 0.971. Are we going to get a 7 minute lap before the end of the wow. race? Uh, and that's improved upon, uh, let's say, uh, road time. 8 minutes 0, then 0.971 for uh, Oli Kynes in the number 22 Ferrari. Which we know is very good on single lap pace, as proved by uh, former pole positions at uh, the Nürburgring 24. And yes, that Ferrari not only good on fuel, seemingly, but also can be very quick when necessary on single lap speed. And when it's tuned up to the nines, the 48 car heading then through the left and the right sweepers on the sprint strecker. Just checking at Vulcan Horse Motorsport, were they for any movement in that front left uh, hub? I just wonder whether they were wobbling the wheel before they took it off. No, it doesn't seem to be any major concern there as the tyre change has taken place. Remember, this final stop, again, is dictated by a minimum pit stop time, so there's no huge rush. The dictating thing in the, in the pit stop is the fuel of course that's the thing that takes the longest time so you can afford to take a little longer make sure the tyres are put on correctly 40 minutes to go and a fair old chip in the windscreen for the car we're now on board with unless it's just a bit of tyre pickup that's been scooped up there around the lap I know I mentioned earlier on that offline certainly into Tiergarten like the marbles were significant even after only an hour and if you get out onto those there is no grip whatsoever so you have to be so careful when you're threading the eye of the needle anywhere at Tiergarten a very narrow part of the track wasn't quite sure was the Porsche driver there whether to go left or right of a Volkswagen Golf which looked like it was just stopped in the middle of the track it's still going very very quickly that little Golf but relative to a GT3 car it is virtually standing still this is the number two car, I'm pretty sure. It's certainly a get-speed machine. Uh, just heading now through the hairpin with more traffic to deal with up ahead. If it is the number two car, we're in 20th position. But the race is led by 11.2 seconds now with the 911 car ahead of car 24, the Winkelhocken Muller entered machine. That is definitely one of the pink BWT cars. Klaus Backler and Nico Muller in third in the number four Falcon Tyres liveried and backed car. And then it's Chris Meese, Kelvin van der Linde in the 29 car in fourth position. Sheldon presumably is in that lineup as well. I've not noticed that before. Yes, both Sheldon and Kelvin van der Linde at the wheel of the 29 with Christopher Meese. Yeah, I think uh, Kelvin currently behind the wheel of that one, though. Yeah, that would um, make sense. Just, um, 
just wondering, actually, I reckon the first five cars, Johnny, uh, will all be into the pits of, at the end of this lap that we're currently on. Um, so the race-leading uh, 911 Manti Porsche just entering the final sector now, coming onto the Dottinger Hoa. The uh, car that's coming through the Tiergarten is the number 11 Ferrari. Uh, the Wolfenspiegel team Monschau car uh, that is currently still on the lead lap uh, but only just uh, it goes through now in 23rd place uh, and is I think the last car on the lead lap um, yes it is uh, so uh, that car goes onto its uh, 23rd lap as the Manti Porsche, as I say, currently on the dotting of I'm sure the camera will pick it up in a minute. Uh, and then we'll see Kevin Estra coming in for what should be a very quick splash and dash pit stop. It will still be a timed pit stop, um, but uh, a splash and dash then uh, for him. And the reason we were getting... Waiting then still for the Manti car. Might have found the reason for having the uh, number 11 Ferrari on the screen, but... Uh, <laughs> um, I think the director just quite likes it, really. Yes, and we seem to be getting um, quite a lot of pictures. Porsche on the uh, screen at the moment, or else we're picking up the Cayman battle. Uh, yes, well, there are Caymans involved in this. There are also 911 Cup cars, I think. And, yeah, it's a... That's a more traditional yellow Porsche rather than the Grello, I yes. would suggest, uh, with the red door mirrors. And this is car... Can we tell the number from this distance? Probably not. Uh, but there is the Grello car that we were looking for. So race leader into the pit for the final time. And this will be a short, sharp dash then to the finish. Half a tank of fuel. And first, second and third all in the pits already then. Uh, and that is to say 911, the number four Falcon Motorsports Porsche in second place into the pits as well. Also into the pits in third place or out of third place, number 29, the Lant Motorsport Audi. All three of them receiving fuel, and I would guess fuel only. There's no need to change the tyres, no time to change the tyres. There's Nicky Rader in the background there, monitoring procedures uh, from the garage one other driver on or one other team member on the stopwatch to make sure that the time spent in the pits is the correct time and then the signal will be given to fire up the engine send him on his way uh, then no slowing down but getting to the end of the pit lane just in time and that should be the Manti Porsche back out onto the track before anybody else comes past yes indeed so uh, that car then, final pit stop, came into the pits from the lead and resumes the race in the lead of the race still. Yeah, no driver change. Kevin Est staying at the wheel with the Daeglo, the brand new Grello helmet for 2018. Easily spotted inside the cockpit. Lights flashing for Honda Civic number 511, which is the Frank Kuhlman mark... Giesbrecht and Timo Drossinger on the Civic Type R, another V3 machine, four cars in V3, there's a couple of Civics, Toyota GT86 that we 
unfortunately saw earlier on for the wrong reasons because it ground to a halt very early on indeed on the opening lap at about turn two so not a good one for one GT86 but there are several in this race I make it five in total spanning two classes V3 and I think it's V6 we've got uh, other no G, um, SP3 I beg your pardon no, SP3 and V3 is where we find the GT86s as there is the number eight Audi back on the move so who I wonder will have been put into the wheel into the car for the final stint Robin Frines you would think with Belgian driver Dries van Tort doing his fair share of driving as well but uh, relatively simple when you're working out the strategy when it's just the two drivers in your lineup and uh, four stints to get through down towards the hairpin in the, on this newly resurfaced part of the track they go just briefly though because predominantly it's the Grand Prix track that's been resurfaced so you dart onto that brand new bit of tarmac and then very quickly back off it again through the shortcut that is used uh, by amongst other categories the truck championship both the European and the British truck, truck racing championship go for a kind of mini truck festival in July every year at the Nürburgring and use that part of the circuit that joins one part of the Grand Prix Strecker with another and out of the Vidal chicane goes then I'm guessing Robin Frines just clipping the kerb on settling the car briefly but setting it up nicely then for the turns through into hats and back Meanwhile, Porsche number 69 is trying to get by a slower BMW. The 251 BMW sticking to their racing line. Another car that is the only one in SP4, so a single car class. It's a BMW 325. And the Porsche, in fact, deciding to pit at the end of that lap. Back with the Lexus heading towards Tiergarten, a Toyota Gazoo Racing Lexus LC Lexus and Toyota part of the same group of course and the 55 Renault RSO1 a car that was basically designed for sprint racing the Renault RSO1 championship took over from the Renault Megane championship which were not uh, production Renault Megans they were silhouette cars that uh, followed what at the time was the Renault 3.5 series around Europe Renault began Trophy promoted some fantastic racing and actually we've got some really good drivers out of that as well that are still racing today in the upper echelons of motorsport and 55 is a, a Renault RSO1 which took over from that uh, Megane Trophy but uh, they are purebred sort of, they look a bit like a road car but they're very much a prototype designed for sprint racing but they also used to do a 70 minute race as well with a pit stop and a driver change but they've actually found a home now in much longer distance racing I mean four hours yes but they do 12 and I think sometimes 24 hour racing as well yeah yeah no I mean they've uh, they've competed in the Dubai 24 hours as well in the past so So, uh, yeah I mean they they've certainly uh, got a bit of a racing pedigree and uh, I have to say um, that that car has gone very well um, probably putting the curse on it now but uh, no they've had a good run in that uh, in that car the uh, screen show is showing us the uh, Matteo Cairoli and your Bergmeister Porsche from the Chris Bernhardt 75 team and uh, that car again having uh, 
had the uh, smoothest of runs, uh, currently down in 19th place. It was in the top 10, but having made its final pit stop, is now uh, down in 19th place. Hasn't quite had the pace. I know the team uh, were concerned about uh, just not having had enough testing. Uh, it was a big loss for them losing the test weekend. Uh, of course, for people like Manti, who have been coming here for years and years, um, somewhat simpler than uh, coming to the Nürburgring for your first time at the uh, at a VLN race. Uh, car with problems on the Dottinger Hoa, Johnny. Yes, it's an SP7 car and well-placed in SP7. The 57 Porsche, and I seem to remember it was... Uh, yes, the leader of the class at least. Didn't read the race overall, but it was the former leader of the class. Well, the difference between the now leader and the 57 is 4.6 seconds, I make it. Uh, no, that's lovely. probably 4.6 seconds to um, the car in front of car 57, rather. I've, I've gone to a screen which just plucks out the SP7 cars. It doesn't necessarily give me time differences between the SP7 machinery, but nevertheless, this car has gone well in sp7 as paul says led it on occasion and has this car therefore had a drama whilst in the lead of the race it's a puncture puncture. it's a rear Rear right right. puncture and is there also some damage around that wheel arch no that's part of the paint job i think but it's now been driven right through all the leaves that had been uh, skillfully blown to the edge of the track earlier on but this car therefore half and half on the grass and half on the tarmac purely so that the damage to the tyre is limited it is very nearly off the rim though and the danger is that it's going to start to eat away at that rear bodywork driver though in question has done a tremendous job in getting this car home so it's car 57 former class leader in SP7 Manuel Metzger was a real star for you, I seem to remember a few years ago yeah. at the uh, Nürburgring 24 Oral Scholler and the driver simply known as Takis and now the tyre really is starting to disintegrate and the danger is it's going to take the wheel arch with it, just driving a bit too fast down the pit lane but eager to get it to the team for fear of losing out on a, an SP7 podium here when it looks so so good for Black Falcon and their Porsche 911 Cup car we're now in the pit lane and indeed on board with the 57 car. I reckon it's probably Metzger doing the driving in this final stint. And trying to get it down to Black Falcon. This is where Black Falcon regret their position in the pit lane, which is uh, traditionally always underneath our commentary box when we're there for the 24 hours. You always have a cracking view of uh, the Black Falcon pit stops. and It's virtually in the final couple of garages where they make a home for themselves here is Porsche 911 appearing at the end of the Dottinger Hur. so this will put 24 laps in the book and with 26 and a half minutes to go that's about right isn't it to say that there are four more laps to go after this 8, 16, 24 and, a, and another one it'll be yeah, won't it 
the thing to be aware of with uh, VLN races is that the race does go on until the leader crosses the line after four hours, uh, unlike the Nürburgring 24 hours, which finishes at 24 hours. Um, if you are still racing uh, at four hours and the leader hasn't crossed the line, then you have to go out and do another lap, which can mean that uh, the race can continue quite happily until uh, four hours and 15 minutes, four hours and 18 minutes um, as the remainder of the field come through. So uh, you have to, if you're plotting uh, your own strategy, not count the number of laps to go until your car completes four hours, but you need to keep an eye on who the overall leader is and where they are on the track because your race will end um, by my reckoning just actually doing it uh, we're going to have an extra six minutes to wait until um, the Manti car crosses the line after four hours so uh, it'll be about four hours and five minutes when the Manti car crosses the line and so if you're crossing the line at four hours and two minutes you're going to have to go on to four hours and ten minutes yes yes because because uh, the leader hasn't crossed the line you've effectively point. delayed the end of the race by a further you said six minutes did yeah. you and then you're so much further back from exactly, the leader from yeah. that so it could easily be an additional 10 so but always uh, got to factor in an extra lap around yeah. this place it does mean you're right though johnny in that we're looking at 27 rather than 28 laps which is uh, what we suggested at the start of the four hours not due to the delay but due to uh, quite a lot of running when uh, the track was uh, under yellow flags well, 20, 24 completed now, yeah, and then you've got uh, three times eight, which is 24, but uh, the, the leader crossed the line with about 26 minutes to go, so we might get a 28th lap out of it. We'll wait and see. Oh, no, you're right, actually. Yes, we will, won't we? Yeah, they'll, 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 it will be 28 laps. Yeah, it'll be uh, short by about, 10, uh, by, by, by about two minutes, yeah. I reckon, when you come across the line at the end of lap 27 therefore be forced to do one more circuit it's a shame you can't just do a few more laps of the, the sprint strecker and finish uh, closer on the nose to four hours but we don't want to stop this racing frankly because although it's uh, now a gap of nearly 20 seconds for the lead of the race we've had some tremendous dicing for other positions in sp9 and also i mean i'm sure the bmws in cup five are still four abreast because they always notoriously are into the final route through Tiergarten. There is, by the way, the Jens Klingman and Peter Dumbrecht car, and that's the first time I remember seeing the number three BMW properly. I was getting that confused a little earlier on. I think with the 36 car, which is the other Falkenhorst motorsport-entered machine, that's the M-Power liveried BMW. This is the Falcon Tyres car. Falcon, as a team, again appearing in the VLN with a BMW M6 and a Porsche 911. The two very different cars, one front engine, one rear engine, and the BMW a much bigger car compared to the Porsche. But it's a good way of, I don't know, uh, branding, or it's a good way of uh, selling their product, I suppose, when you encompass two huge manufacturers, Porsche and BMW and don't necessarily show a favourite so through the sweeping left and right goes that car Jens Klingman or Tom Breck at the wheel do we think? Oh, I don't know who knows, who knows? Um, 
what uh, just looking at uh, potential battles for the closing 20 minutes of the race uh, my eyes are drawn to the HTP Mercedes number 47 uh, car which uh, led the race for the kind of middle section uh, having done an earlier pit stop but uh, 47 uh, currently being driven by Eduardo Mortara um, is closing in on the number 24 pink Audi of the BWT team uh, which has Marcus Finkelhock and Nico Muller driving one of the other um, the gap at the moment is three seconds uh, three and a half seconds um, but uh, I just wonder whether Dominic uh, Bauman is going to be able to uh, close in that gap in uh, the last 20 minutes that's certainly one uh, to keep an eye on uh, and the pair of them only a second behind the number 29 Lant Audi so uh, third fourth and fifth places final spot on the podium 29 24 and 47 at the moment um, but not separated by very much white flags out on the Dottinger Hur for VW Golf number 623 the Baz Schotthorst Steve Fieger and Andreas Gabler car so Steve, uh, Andreas Gabler might be at the wheel, the American. If not, uh, Baz Schotthorst is a name I know fairly well from the Netherlands. Uh, Schotthorst family actually raced in the past in the Renault Sport Trophy. Speaking of Renault RSO1s, as we were a few minutes ago, Stane Schotthorst still doing some driving in things like the 24H series. So that golf with a bit of a drama towards the end of the race, sadly, 6-2-3, and being covered by white flags, which indicates a slow car out on circuit. There's the 6-5-0 car as well. With the number one Michael Schrei BMW just in behind him, Johnny. So yes. uh, you said three abreast, was it, or four abreast? <laughs> uh, not quite, no. but uh, nose to tail, certainly, um, as they are all being lapped at the moment by the SP7 leader Uwe Altson's car number 70 uh, is lapping it and who's this on the Dottinger Hoa going slowly that's, that's one of the Wacken it's speed. the 22 it's the 22 because it's got all the red bits to it yes uh, and this is the car that was again going very strongly in the early part of the race remember it started from another the front row form, another former leader yeah uh, yeah led the race uh, various chunks as a result of uh, going further on the initial stint that looked like a puncture to me Johnny I think, yeah, very much so, because it's uh, two tyres off on the grass again. So this is kind of how, uh, if it was Manuel Metzger at the wheel of the 57 that was suffering a puncture, that's exactly what Manuel did, get the punctured tyre off on the grass, which should limit further damage. And it's well and truly down on that uh, left-hand side, isn't it? Right-hand side as we look at it, driver's left on the rear as well. Being a rear-wheel drive car, it'll be the rear left on a clockwise circuit that's most likely to go bang. So, we've had many punctures for Lamborghinis. Well, actually, the, the same two Lamborghinis, the 133 and the 7. Recently, the 57 car has suffered from a rear puncture. And this is another problem, then, for the 22 of Georg Weiss and Oliver Kainz and Jochen Krumbach. Just to go back to the Cup 5 battle, you're dead right. It's a 650 car now in the lead, then. The Griesner and Fubrich car ahead of Michael Schrei's solo-driven number one. And then the 666 is still third. 694 is fourth in Cup 5 and 679 in fifth place. We have a Cup 5 car now up to 42nd overall. Very impressive. And 
gap at the line was a mere 0.4 of a second. And actually, the, th the third place car in that class actually a good, you know, a good 20 seconds behind. So it's probably between those two for Cup 5 honours. All about the 42, all about the 650, I should say, versus the number one car. 22 car still making its way back to the uh, pits and is about to have a lap put on it if it hasn't had already, yes it has already uh, a lap put on it there by the 911 Manti Porsche which has gone through and taken the lead of the race but here's that uh, battle between the Audis that I was talking about, the Lant car just leading the BWT car uh, and that's a change, no it's the way it was from behind where it was before. Look behind them though for where the Mercedes is because the um, HTP Mercedes isn't very far behind those two. So 29 and 24 go across the line. Just saw the Mercedes for a brief moment there in the background of that shot. So uh, that's the cars in third, fourth and fifth places battling for the final slot on the podium. Uh, and that's not a puncture, that's clonking a curb yes. that uh, has done for the 22 Ferrari. Um, he's hit a curb, damaged the wheel uh, and that's punctured the uh, tyre. The and the mechanic set to looking and making sure that the suspension isn't damaged if it is, what they're going to have to do to get this car to the finish. Yes, I made a right mess of that rear left wheel. It's Jochen Krumbach who was doing the driving, who is now out of the car and uh, in a moment will be interviewed by one of the pit lane reporters. Quite sure if Krumbach actually just got out of the car or was just, just checking a look. with the driver. Uh, I think it was Kainz who was driving um, and Krumbach was there ready to take over if he was needed. Um, but I think he's walked away. Yeah. And, uh, as you say, hel helmet and hands device on, should he be called. That was the confusing factor. But, uh, yeah, they'll want a driver in because that's actually a problem easily rectified once you throw a brand-new wheel and tyre at it. And the car will go back out again. A great load of muck and dirt, though, all around the rear diffuser of the Ferrari. It's a legacy of... Uh, hauling that car onto the grill, partially onto the grass, all the way down the Dottinger Hur. Here's the number five Phoenix Racing Audi. Looks very BMW Empower-ish this year, but it's definitely an Audi R8 LMS, and it goes across the line in its white, red, and blue colours. So car five running in eighth position. Stiplerhaser Vervish out of turn one. That car goes. 20.2 seconds was the gap as Porsche number 911 race leader started its 26th lap. Yeah, what I find interesting, kind of looking at the pattern of the way that this race has panned out, um, remember how close the qualifying times were and how close the lap times were early on, how close the racing was early on. And yet, what seems to have made the difference is the uh, ability of some teams to have been able to really stretch the gap when they've, uh, when they've needed to. Remember that we had that situation about the middle of the race when we had uh, like a faux safety car when uh, the, 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 the field was suddenly bunched up. But now we've had it spread 
tried out again as the uh, in the Manti uh, Porsche has uh, pulled away. The Falcon Tires Porsche has gone very well. The number four car. This is the Falcon BMW we're seeing on the screen in tenth place. But the Falcon Tires Porsche uh, has got itself up into second place ahead of the uh, big battle that we were seeing on the screen a little while ago for third place between the two Audis from Lantern BWT closing. Uh, being closed in upon by the HTP Mercedes. Great battle between the uh, two Fricadelli Porsches as well there, just coming across the line, Johnny. 30 and 31, you were talking about them a little while ago. They've uh, kind of um, ganged up together. And uh, yeah, Is this for position, though? or Yes, they're both on the same lap. OK. Um, and, in fact, just between them, no, just going into the pits, in fact, uh, for... Its final stop is the other Mucka Motorsport Audi number 25. Yeah, the cars uh, displayed between them on my timing, but it might be. No, it's delayed, that's why. My I've just realised my timing's about two laps behind. Um, but I'm looking at a different screen from yes, yours. I, so. I know, yeah, yeah, I'm interested in that one, I may have to talk about that later. <laughs> there we go. But, but, but we'll do that after the race. Yeah. Um, the, the, the advantage that mine has is that I can easily split out uh, the various classes, which is good for talking about the order of things. As there's the 36 Volkenhorst BMW M6 and the PlayStation sponsored 35. So both Volkenhorst BMWs now are very close to one another, I reckon. Yes, and there was something I wanted to say about the number 36. Um BMW because uh, that is in the Masters class. Just to say, there's the 25, and it's also pink. pink. Yeah, thank you for that. The, uh, we did set ourselves that as a challenge for the last hour of the race, and we've done it with 12 minutes to spare, so well done. There you um, go. And thank you to the TV director for picking it up. Uh, the 36, the PlayStation BMW yes. uh, from Falcon Horse 35. Racing. 35 is the is PlayStation one, isn't it? Yes, the 36 one, though. Um, Henry Valkenhorst, Rudy Adams and Andreas Ziegler uh, are all bronze drivers and therefore that car is running as a Masters car. Uh, so uh, number 36 is running in SP9 Masters, not in SP9 Pro as it says on my entry list. I'm pretty sure the 36 is that M-Power livery with the total sponsorship on the side as well yeah. uh, through a process of elimination because I've been through the entry list now and identified all the other BMW M6s uh, the 3 is in Falcon tyres livery 35 is the PlayStation 1 36 we've just mentioned and we have the two Rover BMWs as well sadly one no longer in the race that was the 99 wasn't it that we said had retired after it ground to a halt we yes, don't think we've seen that car again is still running and is in 11th place yeah with uh, earlier dramas including an extra pit stop and just to clarify the falcon ball situation as well they are not on the same lap that's not a battle for position between 36 and 35 okay but the two fricadelli porsches certainly are 163 going over the line now and car 163 um, being another Cayman I reckon just confirm that no I beg your pardon it's Mercedes AMG from SP10 that's one of the two GT4 Mercedes then Nico Bastian Stefan Karg Fidel Lieb and Moritz Oberheim Mercedes which has reached the end of another lap and there is 
Michael Shry. Now, where is the car that uh, he was battling with a moment or two ago? Because the two Cup 5 cars were nose-to-tail, tenths of seconds apart. The 6.50 car, then, I can't see it in front, and I can't see it behind either. So has there been a bit of a drama? Yes, Michael Shry well and truly on his own here. Unless the 6.50 car was in a slightly false position on the pit stop strategy and owed us uh, a final stop, I wonder. Otherwise, the 650 must have tripped up somewhere, and this has left Michael Shry well and truly out front with, well, the next nearest car should, fingers crossed, be the 650. 60, 60 still third. He's only three seconds behind. I think oh, he came across the line, did he? It's Shry's pace. Yes, they're both on 23 laps completed, and it's Good. Shry's pace uh, that is making the difference at the moment. Uh, compared to the Griesner Fubrich car, which is itself only 20 seconds ahead of the third place car in that class, 666. Okay, so we don't need to get as concerned as I was doing, perhaps, as this time the two Audis, 29 and 24, work their way into Tiergarten with a Clio to negotiate. And there's the Mercedes, in fact, number 47. The HTP Mercedes much, much closer to the Audis this time with nine minutes to go. So that marks the end of lap 26. We're on to the penultimate lap then now, because as we've worked out, laps take a little over eight minutes and the race leaders just crossed the line with nine and a bit minutes still on the clock. So we will squeeze one more this, lap out of this. Exactly, this one and another one. So uh, 28 laps, uh, although it'll take four hours and six minutes to do it but uh, it means we get an extra uh, lap of the battle for third place uh, and also a battle on the track that's worth keeping an eye on is the one that the TV director has spotted there because the WRT Audi is closing in on the second Manti Porsche number 912 this is the uh, uh, Audi that uh, Robin Freins and Rhys Van Tour are sharing car number eight it is yeah, just the two drivers alongside the number eight on the entry. Frines, I would guess, now at the wheel. Dries Van Tors done some driving a little earlier on. Oh, yeah, no, it'll probably be, uh, yeah, it'll probably have been Dries, then Frines, then Dries, and now Frines into the final stint. Yep. That would be my guess, yep. but I'm willing to be prepared yep. to be wrong on it. Yeah, as well, well, yes, it's uh, pure speculation, but we're good at that. Bit tight there for the Opel Manta, um, as it had to allow two Audi R8s around the outside into hats and back or the approach to that section and clearly the driver of the 24 Audi either Nico Muller or Marcus Winkelhock wanting to lose no time at all to Kelvin van der Linde in the 29 here's the five car from Phoenix then this car in eighth position the Stiplerhaza Vivisch Audi R8 but the one to watch out for is can the 47 Mercedes get closer and indeed can it overtake either of those two Audis up ahead in this penultimate lap it's got uh, the rest of this lap and one more remember and the Porsche ahead of everybody is still leading by 18.2 seconds so there is a hint here of Kevin Est maybe reining things back very slightly driving within himself to make sure he gets the car to the finish Klaus Backler and Muller 
in second position in their two-tone blue Porsche sponsored by Falcon Tyres. That's the Sven Muller and Klaus Bachler car. And the Winkelhock um, Audi, which I just mentioned, of course, has Nico Muller driving it. But no Mike Ruckenfeller, according to our screen anyway. He was on the entry list. But it looks to be just Winkelhock and Muller doing the driving in car 24. Chasing down 29. It's a three-way dice, though, for third place, effectively, and that final step on the podium. Ferrari number 22, brand new rear left wheel on that car and it is back in the race for 8-8. Outside the top 20 now and yeah, falling down to 24th place overall. So uh, bad news for that car. There go the two Fricadelli Porsches. Yeah, the two Abilene-backed cars, one with the white roof, which is car 30, and a red roof for car 31. 13th and 14th places now. Um, what I'm puzzled about is where the 25 Mucca Motorsport Audi has rejoined um, because that car came into the pits for a later pit stop uh, and has dropped therefore down a little bit. So those two cars going through in 13, 13th and 14th. Yes, the uh, Audi is only just behind them in fact uh, and ahead of the Audi is the Assenheimer Mercedes uh, and then the Chris Team 75 Team Bernhardt 75 Porsche number 18 so uh, there's some close racing still going on not just in the classes but for uh, positions a bit further back as well with a lap and a half of the first round of the 2018 VLN series still to go yeah and uh, if you've enjoyed this race um, it's not a long wait till VLN2 by the way again covered here on RS3 part of the Radio Show Limited Network we've only got two weeks to wait Saturday the 7th of April is uh, date for your diary for VLN2 and then there's a little bit of a break in the season to make way for the uh, 24 hour qualifying race which is a 6 hour affair and the 24 hours itself which again we will have full coverage of set to be a busy weekend for us at Radio Show Limited because that's also the weekend of the second round of the European Le Mans series that's my comments a little earlier on as to whether to go to Nürburgring or Monza seemed a strange class when, clash when the calendar came out at the back end of last year but actually there's not much crossover between the ELMS which is predominantly prototypes LMP2s and LMP3s only six GT cars now in the ELMS and the VLN so those will sit Nicely, as far as drivers are concerned, we just need to find our commentators now. <laughs> um, yes. 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 Well, we'll wait we to see. Um, Th- those decisions are made way above my pay grade, I, I I'm pleased to say. I was going to say, yes, quite. Uh, I was going to start asking for uh, suggestions on a postcard, but probably not allowed to do that, are we? Um, you could tweet them. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. At RSL underscore studio. We'll see whether uh, anyone takes note. Where, where, who would you like and where? The weekend of uh, the Nürburgring 24 hours. I'm feeling there might be a third meeting on that weekend as well. Um, so, yes, uh, we have a few like that through the course of the year. 463, one of several Caymans that have been duking it out throughout the duration. That's the Marcus and Stefan Schmickler car. And, in fact, we go on board now with car 7. 
six. We've got to tell numbers in reverse. Might be 960, actually. Yes, it is the 960 car, which is a regular onboard machine. That's a Teichmann racing Porsche of Daniel Boer, Hendrik von Danwitz, and Fabio Grosser. The 960 car we've been actually keeping tabs on pretty well. Runs in the Cup 3 class and is second place, trying to hunt down the car in 29th overall, but I doubt we'll do it now. Too much of a margin to make up, the best part of a minute on car 29. The uh, sun, meanwhile, just dipping down uh, um, into the... Uh, for the hills rather than in the valleys where uh, we are at the moment, although we're heading up the hill uh, now, having gone through Bergwerk, heading up towards, uh, gently towards Carousel, and uh, that's where the uh, you then get back into the sun. Here comes the race leader. Uh, this will be going on to start his last lap. You said two minutes, and it's a minute and 30 seconds, Johnny, so you're not far out, uh, when he uh, crosses the line. So uh, Kevin Estre still behind the wheel of the 911 race-leading Manti Porsche. He has a lead of around about 20 seconds over the Falcon Motorsports Porsche. So it's going to be a Porsche 1-2. question is, who's going to be third? Because uh, is it going to be the uh, Mercedes or is it going to be one of the two Audis? Last time around, it was we suggested it was Kelvin van der Linde at the wheel of the uh, Lant Motorsport Audi. Waiting for him to come through now. The gap first to second coming down marginally to 17.3 seconds. And say Kelvin van der Linde in third place ahead of the uh, number 24 pink Audi. Nico Muller and Marcus Winkelhock going through now, Johnny. Yeah, so different order for those cars. The 24s made way by and they've now got uh, one of the little... GT86s, the Toyotas to get by. So Winkelhock or Muller now ahead of that Monteplast sponsored Lant Motorsport car. And where is the 47 Mercedes in comparison? two seconds on Has that, it, uh, right. that lap so uh, he's now dropped down six seconds behind so uh, it's a battle between these two rather yes. than the Mercedes now I think Johnny and there's also according to right turn lover potentially a hazard around about Schwalbenschwanz as well the run up to that uh, Kleiner Carousel 394 stationary with a code 60 surrounding it but the race leader's just done an 8 minutes 8 seconds so that suggests the incident's been dealt with very quickly that's the best lap we're looking at Uh, that's why it'll be an 8.34 more like (laughs) so that that would account for a um, that would account for a caution area around Schwalbenschwanz wouldn't it this great running between the uh, the two Audis here and uh, BWT and Lant at it hammer and tongs as they go into the um, Hatzenbach area onto the first part of the Nordschleife. Uh, it'll be checkered flag next time around, although we've had uh, four hours of the race now elapsed. Um, it's uh, so the four hours have elapsed. The, if you're wondering where the timing uh, button has gone, there's no time on the screen at the moment. That's because we're in the last uh, the last lap. So um, those cars that still have to cross the line able to do so. Yeah, but we're no longer dictated by time. It's all about now the race leader completing 
a lap and as quickly as possible, which will indicate the chequered flag being displayed to everyone. And there is the incident still very much being dealt with on the approach to Schwabenschwanz. So lap times being pushed out to just beyond eight and a half minutes now. And darting through there, the remaining Rover Racing BMW past the 101 Get Speed Performance Porsche. So that car now motoring on down the Dottinger Hur. And here is the example then that, uh, that when these cars reach the end of the lap, they'll have one more to do because they're all effectively behind the 911 car. And uh, that's where you want to start just checking on what your fuel gauge says. And yes. hopefully the, uh, the team engineer has done that for you beforehand. So where is the, if you're leading the race, you just need to factor in doing an, another eight minutes. Actually, you potentially need eight minutes and a bit more, well, another lap after that, or certainly a lap. Yes, I mean, the, 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 as I say, the problem, the, the, the challenge for the race leader is easy because he just knows that the race ends when he crosses the line after four hours is completed. Yes. The problem is, if you're not the race leader, you need to know who the race leader is so that you know how long the race is going to be. Yes. But when the race leader crosses the line and sees the chequered flag, there are cars probably immediately in front of it that have still have to do another... You know, that's another lap, isn't it? Exactly. Um, so the race leader's doing an extra six minutes. We might have to do another 14 minutes yeah, when you tag easily, it yes, together. If you're, if you're a slower car that's anyway lapping in the 10 minutes, then uh, you could be in the 16 minutes, uh, Mark. Yes. So, uh, yes, I mean, uh, such is the way of... Uh, of race timing, uh, the uh, I have to say the 22 uh, Ferrari, having led the race early on, Ollie Kainz, uh staying well out of the way, having had that puncture, um, which looked like it had been caused as a result of a broken wheel, which looked as though it might have been coming against the curb. Um, the uh, car staying nicely out of the way there goes through. He's going to finish the race a lap behind everybody else in the end. Uh, the number 22 Wolkenspiegel team Monschau Ferrari, having started at, uh, on the front row of the grid, having had good pace early on, but then uh, losing out in the latter stages of the race. This is unbelievable looking <laughs> at those cars on the. Yeah, Frickadelli Porsches, left and right, and one trying to slot between the two of them as well. Well, this is the Bernhardt Porsche, which is uh, coming up between Number 18. Them, uh, and he's on the same lap, so he's making, uh, making progress a bit. That's Matteo Cairoli uh, making up places. And of course, he still has another lap to do at the end of this one. So they're going to be saying, come on, Matteo, uh, push on because you're making up places here. Uh, not a bad VLN debut for this team. Very and impressive. And uh, again, we think we keep our fingers crossed that again there's more fuel in the uh, tanks of these cars. They've done their calculations correctly. But he, by the looks of things, is going to have two Fricadelli Porsches for company. The 12 yeah, car as well, not, maybe not too far away. Yes, it is, it's just in front. So the close Kem Olsen Porsche leading Bergmeister and. Da, um, Matteo Cairoli's car and I think you're probably right it is the Italian at the wheel for the final couple of laps yes I think uh, the only car that perhaps is uh, pushing it fine on the fuel is the uh, number 47 HTP Mercedes um, which possibly might explain why Dominic Bauman has dropped away just a little bit from that battle uh, is now six seconds uh, 
shy of uh, that group ahead of him. So uh, it's uh, been uh, a, a good performance early on from that Mercedes, but uh, not being able to keep up the pace with the two Audis, uh, which are still battling, and I'm sure uh, around the Nordschleife somewhere, there is a great battle going on between the uh, Lance car and the BWT uh, Mooka Motorsport entered car, number 24. Big grin on the face of Kiwi Earl Bamba, who has done his driving, and not quite in his civvy, still got the race suit on underneath the Porsche jacket, but... Uh, Grin from ear to ear there because he knows they're really not very far away now from seeing, seeing uh, Kevin Estra in the 911 car appear on the start finish line. Well, waiting at the moment, the very start of the dotting of her for the Grello car to come into sight. I don't think he's uh, quite that far around the lap just yet, of course, with the uh, sector timing being a little bit dodgy. Um, it's uh, not quite there. But, uh, and also half a minute being. Um, Lost. Here, Here it comes. Yeah. Thirty minutes, thirty seconds being lost with that incident just in the approach to Schwabenschwanz. But now the Grello car appears. This will again probably be about an eight and a half minute lap there or thereabouts. But there is nobody in sight behind this car for Kevin Estra, and he's been able to keep things comfortable on this final lap. Still with bags of traffic to deal with at varying speeds and it's set to be an interesting run into Tiergarten unless he can get by the slower cars including the VW Jetta yes he can just before the shallower bit of Tiergarten but he might have to buy his time a little bit now because he's got a Cayman to go around the outside yeah, of everybody no, lets him through because yeah. they don't want to complete another lap do they? That's true so some good information being sent to those drivers and it's going to be back to back wins then for Manti Racing in VLN1 with very different drivers taking victory 12 months ago, but the same team, and the 911 car crosses the line with victory for Kevin Estra, who's at the wheel at the moment, Earl Bamber, a happy spectator, and Lawrence Vantor, who did his fair share of driving throughout that 28-lap race. VLN1 is done and dusted as far as the race leader is and race winner now is concerned. But who is going to finish... Well, more interestingly, third, because it looks like it's also sewn up for second place. Yeah, the Falcon Tyres Porsche. Should be the Falcon Tyres Porsche then of uh, Klaus Buckler and Sven Muller, who did a good job, actually. They uh, uh, kept it very quiet, kept it out of trouble. Uh, were never spectacular, but took the job done to bring their Porsche home second. Here comes the Falcon livery car then, with the turquoise on the front and the royal blue on the rear. Falcon Tyres underneath, of course, and... Klaus Bachler and Nico Muller get second position just behind the other BWT Audi, confusingly. We're waiting now for... Where's, where's the land car? Where is the land car? Well, we haven't yet seen either of those two Audis, have we? Yeah, yeah, no, the, that's the WRT Audi which is going to come through. Uh, oh, no, it's already been through. In fact, the uh, camera didn't pick him up. The land, uh, uh, the land oh, Audi sorry. has already gone through and... So having said that the four car was guaranteed to finish in second, in fact it didn't. It finished third and that was the 24 car. It was the 24 ahead of it on the road. The first confusing factor for me there was the BWT Audi and I was figuring that must be the 25 but it wasn't. It was the 24 after a splendid driving from, who do we think, Nico Muller, Marcus Winkelhock, could be either of those two but managed to, uh, the 29 did cross the line by the way but the 24 had crossed, had passed the 29 on the previous lap and managed to get through 
and in front of the number four Porsche on that final tour. Indeed, yes, so it was an Audi then in second place. For some reason, the Falcon tyres Porsche uh, a nine minutes and seven seconds final lap. Uh, so it lost 20 seconds on that final lap. Whether that was running out of fuel, possibly, uh, don't know. But uh, he lost 20 seconds on that final lap then for the Falcon Tires Porsche, whether it was Müller or Bachler, uh, to still take third place, some four seconds ahead of the Lant Motorsport Audi. Um, and then the Mercedes uh, from HTP finishing in fifth place. So, bit of a shock and a sting in the tail for the number four car. We've also had an incident on the start line with a BMW off to driver's left with damage, headlight missing and possibly more significant damage. Is that Michael, Michael Schrei? That's Michael Schrei pushing his car, which is um, banned in most MSA uh, books um, but that's Michael Tri pushing his car now the start finish line is a lot further sorry the, the finish line is a lot further along than uh, it used to be um, so it's a lot more of a push for Michael Shry. But, uh, yeah, whether this is going to be allowed or not, we'll have to remain to be seen. But uh, high drama at the end then for the reigning champion with his BMW and probably, Johnny, no longer the leader of the uh, Cup 5 class while all this, all this has been going on. Well, that is something next on my list to try and work out. Um, Cup 5... Unfortunately, on that screen, is rather delayed, so I need to revert to a more up-to-date screen. And Cup 5 has already been won by the 650 car, I make it. 650 should be home and hosed, and therefore go along with Griesner that. and Fubrick car takes Cup 5 honours from the 666 Müller, Otter and Poika car. And uh, in third place, that's also gone through... Uh, so, yeah, third place has also uh, already happened in the Cup 5. And the number one car has now finally crossed the line with Michael Shry collapsing as a result of having to push the car over the line. You can understand his hunger to get it finished. He's been working for the last four and a bit hours to get the number one car over the line. Thought he was going to win it by a country mile and the car's conked out on him. But this is part of the reason why pushing a car is a bad idea. Um, and somebody should have told him, look, you're not supposed to do that. It's against the rules. Stop it and leave it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's all good drama. But of course. Look, but also, you think about closing speeds. Uh, exactly. You know, with I cars mean, across. The, and we, we, a, few years back, a few years back for the Nürburgring, 24 hours, we had that famous incident with a Porsche in the back of a Clio or the other way around. Uh, yes. With a car stopped on the main line. Clio in our garden. Um, there you go. But... Yeah, I mean, no soapboxes in Tim's place, but, um, yeah. I mean, thankfully, an intervention vehicle arrived on the scene quite quickly to protect that BMW. We've still got battling, by the way, to the finish. But this uh, Mercedes, now, is that the 13 Mercedes trying to get by one of the Frickadelli cars? Yeah, that's the uh, Assenheimer Mercedes, which is, at the moment, separating the two Frickadelli cars. Yes, yes, and so much grass and... uh, curb taken by the Frickadelli car that time around, no overtaking now of course because they're having to pass the stricken Michael Schrey car and we're still trying to work out what's happened to a heavily damaged Cup 5 BMW which it looks like it's ending up in the barrier on the start line and has damage I think to uh, the front, certainly the front left and possibly to the rear as well 
and I don't think Michael Shry was involved in that at all. It's been a separate incident which has resulted in Shry's car losing power and being reliant purely on Shry hauling it over the line himself. I mean, heroic stuff, but also your mind's maybe not working rationally towards the end of a four-hour race that you think you're going to win and that the end is taken away from you. Where did the number one car finish in the end within class? I'll make it fourth place. Yes, I think it was uh, fourth in the end. But uh, okay. Yes. So, I mean, you could argue worth doing because in such a large class of 19 cars, the points, the drop-off in the increments is very slight indeed, bearing in mind you get 9.6 yeah, yeah. points for winning a 25-car class and it's points down to certainly fourth. The danger is, is he going to be penalised for doing what he did? If it's not against rules in Germany, then maybe not. Uh, yes, quite. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the, uh, and, and you're right, the adrenaline is running and, uh, you know, your, uh, your, your job is always to get the car home. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, quite what happened. Um, have we run we'll, out of fuel? Uh, we'll have to wait. It might have been out of fuel. That's certainly a possibility. Um, and whether it was involved in that other incident or not. Um, but uh, there, there did seem to be some tyre marks, didn't there, uh, going onto the grass with the other car that was uh, involved in that uh, in that incident. So, uh, yes, plenty of talking points, just yes. for a change. <laughs> Here's the 57 um, ah, yes. Black Falcon car coming over the line. Former SP7 leader, late puncture, we think, with Manuel Metzger at the wheel if not one of his co-drivers, clearly, and uh, actually doing a really good job to get the car back home. The tyre started to really tear apart once the car reached the pit lane. And there is one of the Aston Martin Vantage V8, I think. That looks a bit like the GT8 that a certain Mr Hindoff drove, but I don't think it is. I think it's another similar livery for an Aston Martin Vantage V8 from the SP8 class yeah there were two of them actually because there was yes. there was the sp8 class car going de- going past us in the foreground the white car um which was uh Vachevier, Emmanuel Collard and Francois Perodo car number 150 that one went through uh, and then I think the other one that you then just saw was the 134 um from also a GT4 class car. Oh, that is the GT8. green car, which is the GT8 yes. car. Yeah. So that is the car. Whether it is the GT8 or merely a GT8, there's not very many of them, are there? They're not. There's not. Um, but as you say, the 150 car is one of the Vantages. So we have a Vantage V8 and a Vantage GT8. Those are the SP8 cars. And then the other car that hit drama and didn't get to the finish, the 188 still on the back of a flatbed just to drive us right Which out of Tiergarten. Which is the Arvia, Arvia car, isn't it? The yes, it one. is. Yeah, so that's the, the red and white one. Yeah, and we still have cars trickling over the line, some at full race speed, but then they see the yellow flags and hopefully get off the throttle as quick as they can. And Mercedes AMG GT4 completing its race. There's the 511. Honda Civic and bearing in mind we started this race now uh, four hours and 20 minutes ago and there are still cars going over the line to finish their run and if we've got cars of course that are running short of fuel their final lap could be very very slow indeed just to ensure they get to the finish 
that's the reason why we finish at, at four o'clock. It, it sounds like an early end to a race, but what you have to remember is there's a good half an hour of actually getting everybody home, first of all, and then sending the winners towards the podium. I mean, thankfully, they don't have to do a full slowing down lap. They do, uh, they do a final lap of the, uh, of the Grand Prix loop or the, uh, the French Brecker the sprint strecker um, and then come in through the uh, through the back entrance to the pits and uh, make their way from there to the podium um, quite which podiums they do I don't know I can't imagine we have a podium for every single class uh, for we have a lot of them um, but uh, the uh, first three certainly have already made their way there. Uh, we'll be seeing that on the screen fairly shortly. They've already done their uh, final lap and have made their way back into the uh, collecting area. So as Paul mentions, uh, plenty of talking points for uh, this first event of the year. And we're not strictly doing a post-race tech, but there will be an opportunity to chat through one or two things that we've encountered uh, for this first race of the year. And, of course, quick turnaround, as I mentioned, because the next VLN race is in a mere two weeks' time, uh, Saturday the 7th of April. And then the VLN Championship takes a bit of a break till June when there are rules and regulations changes for some of the cars in the V-Class. That's still to be decided, but attention then will turn to the six-hour qualifying race for the Nürburgring 24 hours and the 24-hour race itself, which is held in May. So, final few cars then heading down pit lane and we will stay on the live stream for the podium presentation for the top three overall. And I believe it will be an overall podium, although having said that, they were all pro cars anyway, weren't they? So we don't have to confuse ourselves with whether yes, that includes in fact, classes or not, different classes or not. First 11 cars home were all uh, pro cars. The 12th car was the RS01 Renault, which was mm. running in the SPX class. Uh, and then the first of the premium class cars was the number two, the uh, Gigaspeed Porsche um, of Steve Jans and Marek Buckman. Um, and he was only a couple of places ahead of the SP7 uh, class leader, which was the uh, number 70 car of Uwe Altsen, a uh, car that he shared with uh, Mike Stuersberg. Results, in fact, now on the screen just to confirm those positions. So the 911 Porsche taking another victory for Manti. They kicked off last season with a victory, four hours, seven minutes, and four seconds the race time, and winning by 51.8 seconds from the 24 Audi. One of a couple of pink BWT Audis uh, from Muka Motorsport. Third position and losing that place, the second place on the final lap was the number four Porsche 911 in the Falcon Tire livery. Then the 29 uh, Lant Motorsport Audi. Fifth place, the 47 HTP Mercedes that uh, also led the race for a time. The number eight Audi was in third, uh, was in sixth position, I should say, ahead of the other Manti Racing Porsche number nine one two. The Man Filter Mercedes number forty eight and HTP Run Car was eighth. Ninth place, the number five Phoenix Racing Audi, and tenth position for the Rover Racing BMW M six, the number ninety eight car. Sadly, the Sister Machine number ninety nine didn't make the finish. And to run you down, some of the other 
class winners. Paul had got to some of those. Cup two was won by the number one, two, three Hopper, Krantz and Shearbart car from 101. Um, SP9 Premium, the win going to the number 22 Ferrari, despite that puncture relatively late on in the race. The car finished 25th overall, but did win its class. And yes, just inside the top 20, in fact. There's the number three BMW M6 in the Falcon Tire livery again. SPX winner, 12th place for car 55, so 12th overall, but a win in the class. Just needed to keep going to do that. The only car in SPX. Porsche, number 31, finished 13th ahead of the 13 Mercedes. That was the great dice across the line, you'll remember, between the Fricadelli Porsche and the Mercedes in hot pursuit. Then the number 12 Porsche, the Otto Close car, et al. Another Manti Porsche ahead of the number 18 machine. 17th place was the number 35 Volkenhorst Motorsport BMW. The other BWT Audi finished 18th, 19th position for the Ferrari 488, the best of the Fockenspiegel team, Monschau Ferrari 488. And 20th position was the number two Porsche from Get Speed Performance. And a little further down the order, SP10 was won by car 163, 163 being... The Black Falcon Mercedes GT4. So that car has run in around the Nürburgring before. It's now a properly homologated GT4 car, though, running in the SP10 division. So a good victory there, home victory for the brand-new Mercedes AMG. By about half a lap, Johnny, from the next uh, car in the SP10 class, which was the 828 BMW. And... Further confirmation of the positions from 21st to 30th. So we've mentioned about the Fricadelli Porsches. Then came the number 70 um, Porsche 911, which is that was that one of the SP7 cars? Yes. Yeah. So yes, SP7. That was the, uh, the car of Uwe Altson. Okay, which you mentioned, the H&R sponsored machine. Actually on the graphics now flicking through the various positions. So let's just take a moment to make sure we've covered... The stories in the classes. TCR we didn't get to mention a huge amount about, apart from the obviously the Hyundai having dramas early on. An 820 has taken victory in the TCR class, which is the FEV, F-E-V Racing, Seat Sport Cupra TCR of Benedict Gentgen and Arndt Holmans. So well done to those guys. They win... Um, by a significant margin, actually. Both both cars, first and second, finished on the same lap, but well apart. I mean, two and a bit minutes, probably, maybe even three minutes. Uh, the 49 car, sorry, the 822 car, I should say, was in second position, an Opel Astra from Lubner Motorsport. And in third place, number 831, which is the sole surviving Hyundai i30 TCR. So Gabriele Tarquini gets on the podium with his uh, Korean teammate, Kim Yakyung. So that is TCR dealt with. Um, Cup one, drama, high drama towards the end with the number one machine of Michael Shry seemingly home and dry, but uh, either ran out of fuel or had a drive problem and had to push his car over the line to, in the end, finish fourth. So the victory in Cup five goes to the 650 car of Greisner, Greisner and Fubrick. 
650 car. Um, just going to remind myself who prepares that. 650 is a Pixum Team Adrenaline Motorsport car. Should have guessed that, really. Um, and David Griesner and Yannick Frubrich taking victory in their car. In second position in Cup 5 was the 666, which ran third for the most part, and the 694 then sneaking onto the podium at the death. Vidas and Hannah Satra being the drivers. Other Cup uh, victories, Cup 3 going the way of the 940 car. We had a camera on board the 960 Porsche Cayman, but it was the 940 that managed to take victory. And that is the Gigaspeed car of Max and Jens. Probably not their real names, but uh, we've become used to those guys racing. 26 laps the Cup 3 winners managed to do. And again, we're talking best part of two minutes as a winning margin. Back to car number 960 in second. 979 was third. And 949 was in fourth position. Who else of interest? SP8? Have you done SP8? I'm not sure we have. No, No. go on. Uh, Okay, so SP8, uh, you might want to confirm this because I'm doing this on uh, on a uh, slightly prototype uh, type uh, screen. Uh, Number 139, the Ferrari 458, the winner of the SP8 class. Uh, That was the uh, car that was the racing one Mike Jaeger, Christian Kohlhaus and Stefan Kohler, the drivers of that car. Second in the SP8 class, car number 131, the rent-to-drive familiar racing Porsche GT3 Cup class car. Uh, SP10, do we do SP10? Uh, By all means, do that again. I don't remember doing SP10. Right, so uh, that's the uh, GT4 class cars in effect. That was won by... Actually, I think you did, because uh, that was the uh, Mercedes-AMG GT4 that uh, won that class, so we did that one. Right. Um, SP7 you covered, because that was Uber Alts. We may be down to the V-classes now, because apart from the odd... Uh, single car class. Uh, alternative fuel class car. Yes. Number 320 in the AT class. Uh, Smudo and Tom winning in their uh, rapeseed oil-fueled Porsche. And that is a car of two car, a, two, a class of two cars, so well worth a mention. <laughs> um, V5, V5, I think, is the next one down. Go on then. 444, I reckon, won that. The Porsche Cayman of yes. Fisher and Connor. Yeah, from 460 and 463. In V6, uh, another Porsche Cayman. Uh, this one being driven by Schichten Schaefer, car number 435. The winner of the V6. In fact, I think that was possibly a one-car class. Uh, V4, lots of cars in V4, 15 of them. And the 492 took the victory of Manhella and Guess. From 4.90, and actually the gap between those two cars was pretty close. Only eight seconds at the line, 24 laps completed. They were a lap clear of everybody else in V4. 4.82 and 4.78 complete the top four in V4. Further down the order, SP2T, I think. There were two cars in that, 3.85 beating 3.84, but... uh, 
384 a lap back yes so uh, didn't uh, that might have been a quirk of where the leader was of course not having to do or not being able to do the full distance movement on the podium I've spotted on the live stream and this will be the winners being sent to the podium we may be able to get a little bit of ambient noise from the podium as well and fingers crossed a national anthem too. But looks, we will wait and see. Looks cold there, doesn't it? it um, yes. Although, to be fair, he's got his gloves off now, whereas he had his gloves on earlier on. So uh, he's uh, getting ready then for the uh, podium presentations. Um, and uh, very worthy winners as well. And uh, I don't know, I just got the impression with that brief shot we saw in the pit uh, garage, uh, Johnny. Um, you know, you did get the impression that Earl Bamber was a very happy bunny indeed. I mean, he's been on big podiums in the past, um, but, you know, VLN won uh, an important win for him. Very much so. And uh, the start line now very much in the shade as well. It's a fair few hours before official sunset at Nürburgring, but uh, the way that the sun is now over to the west, it means that... Uh, it is very, very cool, I'm sure. In the, the they pit put lake. their clocks forward in Germany as well tonight. So, uh, like we do. Like we do, yes. yes. So I was uh, about to remind everyone of that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, people, clocks forward this evening in the UK. Uh, and Germany. Well, the whole of Central European time, and, I would and, imagine. I was going to say, and Austria, so that Johannes remembers. But I'm sure there Johannes will remember. Does that happen every year? Are we always uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're synchronised with, with Europe, yes. Okay. Um, whether it will happen next year or not, I don't know. <laughs> yes. There are changes to be made, I hear, in the yeah. pipeline. Uh, so, already on the top step of the podium, we have a grinning Lawrence Van Tort, Earl Bamber, and the man that finished the race for the last couple of stints, in fact, Kevin Est. Two drivers on the second step of the podium, being Nico Muller, being Sven, Sven Muller, and Marcus Winkelhock. And now... Well, yeah, a little sorry, bit Nico, of... Dis- Nico Muller. Oh, it is Nico. I thought yes, it's, it's fell on the third... Uh, there we go. Yeah, sorry. It's, yeah, so uh, you you were right first time, Johnny. I, you should I, have stuck to what you knew. <laughs> um, ignore me. Nico I, Muller got and it, Marcus I've, Winkelhock. I've got it, it right. wrong and right so many times. I can't yes. remember which way is up now after four hours. Klaus Backlet and Sven Muller go to the third step of the podium. So... Two cars with two drivers and the winning car with the three. You could say they are the advantage because of that. But uh, certainly no shortage of pace amongst those seven drivers. And also an opportunity for the Get Speed Performance crew to head to the podium as well. As the premium class winners, SP9 premium winners. So uh, that being Steve Jans and Marek Bockman who were the uh, premium drivers. National Anthem, I think. Indeed.
national anthem of Germany playing out at the Nürburgring with victory for Porsche, victory for Manti Racing and victory for Earl Bamber, Kevin Esch and Laurence Van Tour. Congratulations to the two Mullers, Nico and Sven, in separate cars. Nico sharing with Marcus Winkelhock and the number four car of Klaus Pechler and Sven Muller. More people being sent to the podium now, along with the Get Speed drivers. We have... Ah, this is the winners of the Cup 5 division, I believe, with their Pixum overalls. Very smartly turned out indeed. And the Cup 5 surprise winners, you might say, although they say, I'm sure they say, we continued to push on and uh, expected the race win at any moment to come towards us through whatever circumstances. And the Griesner and Fubrick team take victory. I noticed there's three guys there over to the right there, so that I don't think is the Cup 5 winners. Apologies to those two. I wasn't expecting such a, uh, a well-populated podium. But good to have as many class winners as possible up there to receive trophies and congratulations. Liking these garlands as well, the gold rings with the German flag colours draped from them. Traditional German, uh, Nürburgring garlands, uh, they were ever uh, thus type of uh, garland for uh, races at the Nürburgring. And uh, other class winners on the left-hand side of the podium as well. They're receiving their garlands. Group H, we understand, is now being welcomed out onto the podium as well. And I don't think we've got to winners in Group H2. 617 being Beckman, Haas and Strychek in their number 617 car. Oh, that was the, uh, that was the Opel Manta, the uh, Kisling Motorsport car. It was. So having started from the uh, pit lane. Brilliant. TCR also heading to the podium, and we've given you the order of those cars. I remember the... Hyundai that managed to sneak onto the podium last minute. One of the uh, uh, Seat, uh, Seat Leons that uh, won the TCR class in the end. It was the 820 car that uh, took victory in TCR. And that's the Fev Racing Seat Sport Cupra TCR that uh, crossed the line out front. So well done to those guys. Benedict Gentgen and Arndt Holmans. I did mention them earlier on. And that, I think, now completes our podium. They're going to have to have a fair few bottles of champagne to get around all that lot. I wouldn't really like to walk across that podium once <laughs> it's all been sprayed because you get stuck to the floor. So the champagne is about to be sprayed. And by the way, coming up here on RS3, you're going to have to give me that notepad back again. That's why I was holding on to it. It's the 2018 F1 preview. And also after that, a chance to listen to this VLN1 race 
once again. So if you've missed any of it, sit tight because it's the 2018 Formula One preview, first of all. First weekend of their championship this weekend and then another opportunity here on SP3 to listen to VLN1. My thanks to Paul Truswell. Oh, it's been great. I, I love VLN racing. Uh, thumbs up from Paul. Um, we hope to see Paul and uh, and you as well in two weeks' time for the next edition of VLN2 here on S- on uh, on RS3, and uh, that is on Saturday, the seventh of April. From Johnny Palmer and Paul Trustwell. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye bye for now. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.